Leonardo takes out the assassin by throwing a ninja star into his eye. Like, oh, oh, man. yeah, that was crazy. What an ironic so, demise. Oh man. Ah, oh, sorry, that's terrible. Uh, that probably. Was, uh, well, you know what? I can't. I can't think of that. It takes a cert. It takes a specific set of skills to think of really terrible puns to uh-huh. say. Do you see what I, I did there? Yeah. Michelangelo here, you know, the master of the whirling pizzas. And you, my friend, are listening to Turtle Flakes, a bodacious bowl of Ninja Turtles goodness. Brought to you by my radical dudes, Rob and John. Bowabunga! What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Turtle Flakes podcast. I'm your co-host for this morning, Josh Rourke. With me, as always, is my co-host in life and on the show. Not in life, but whatever, in friendship life. Rob Luther. Hey, Yay. what's up, man? What's up? Oh, sorry, guys. I'm so sorry for my voice. Uh, I've had uh, allergies for the, like the last week and a half. Uh, well, we just made a big move uh, to a new house, and maybe the boxes and all the dust and everything got to me. So I do apologize for my voice, but man, I'm so glad to be back. Missed you guys. Missed you too, man. <laughs> also joining us today is live from North Carolina. Where are you from? Uh, Gulf Shores, Alabama. 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 I, knew, I knew it was somewhere down there. Thaddeus Manning, Mr. T himself. Hey, yeah. Hey. I sound like the, I sound like a great friend. You're our good friend. Where are you from again? <laughs> you big dummy. Nobody's from Alabama. <laughs> well, uh, well, Calabunga, guys. It's uh, it's good to be back on the show. Again. Hey, Calabunga, man. So, how have you been doing lately? Uh, not not too bad. Um, work's been kind of slow recently. Not too much going on with that, really. But uh. You know, I, I did get to uh, did get to go to Pensacon. Uh, did get to meet and talk to Judith Hogue, and uh, I got a lot of uh, big announcements uh, talk, uh, coming up today. You know, little news, and uh, maybe maybe even a uh, potential special guest. So, uh, oh no way! Be good stuff. Yeah, is this news All to right. us too? Um, I think I've mentioned it uh, to you before, Rob. Oh. Um, a guy that I actually met at Pensacon. Uh, his name is Guy Gilk. He is a Muppet artist and a TMNT artist, actually. Oh yeah, yeah. We we had talked about that a while ago. That's the more the merrier, man. We would love to have anyone on the show that would dare to talk to us. <laughs> and, uh, and I also have uh, uh, two uh, birthday announcements that I'm going to uh, talk about after the turtle news. Sounds great. Well, well, guys, we'll get right into it. Uh, Today, as we're recording this, this is May 6th of 2017, so one of our first episodes here in May. But I do want to thank, again, all the people who sent feedback in for the Secret to Use episode. Uh, we had, I want to say, about three or four different voicemails and about three or four different uh, emails and then some Facebook group posts and stuff. So we got a lot of feedback, and the interesting thing is a lot of it was from our friends overseas, you know. 
Um, I, I think I think some were from Sweden, some were from the UK. Uh, so man, so cool to hear from international listeners as well as you know uh, some local listeners. And and can't thank you all enough for the feedback there. But guys, uh, today we return to the classic era of the turtles. As I was saying, today is May sixth. This day in Ninja Turtle history, Mondo Gecko in 2012 debuted on the Nick cartoon, and I I didn't know this. Guess who he was played by? Uh, Robbie Riss. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I didn't know yeah. that. Wow. The voice actor Michelangelo. Yeah, yeah, in the live action films. I'd love to get him on the show one day if you'd ever if you'd ever want to come on. But uh, this is also this episode with his debut was also the first time the word cowabunga was said on the Nickelodeon ca- uh, cartoon, which made me wonder oh, why. Uh, because like Michelangelo's whole shtick was Booyakasha, and then because Robbie Riss was the voice actor of Michelangelo in the original films, he brought in Cowabunga. Oh, okay. So just kind, of, just kind of a nod to the old series. Nice. See, I, I thought they would have brought that in anyway uh, earlier, but yeah, I, I didn't know if it was a copyright thing or if they couldn't say it for some reason, or but uh, apparently they can. So, and who better yeah, to say? Yeah, I, I think it was just because they wanted to create their own thing, and. I respect they that. didn't want to. They didn't at that time. Well, throughout the whole series, really, they didn't want to rely too much on nostalgia. Yeah. So, but they wanted to be respectful to it. I mean, like unlike the 2003 series where they openly made fun of like the 80s and 90s poppiness <laughs> of it. Well, uh, so guys, it's been a couple weeks. Actually, probably about three or three weeks since we've recorded. So Th- Thaddeus, we'll start with you, my friend. Have you gotten any Ninja Turtle pickups lately? Uh, yeah, actually, I got a couple right here. Hold on, this is up. Oh, let's see. Actually, got uh, quite a lot. I'm gonna try to run right through them real quickly. Real quick, that is an awesome shredder shirt you got on there. Oh yeah, oh, that you, is an awesome shirt. Yeah, this, this actually—I don't know if you can see it very well because um, I have very poor lighting in my room. But yeah, this is uh, all the shredders on my shirt. I actually got this from uh, Redbubble.com. They do like uh, like customized uh, like T-shirts and stuff. Wow, uh, that's anyway. awesome. Okay, so pickups. Uh, I got the Mutanimal story arc. I actually picked this up at Pensacon. Ooh. Uh, let's see. Good, good one. I have Vengeance Part 1 oh, of yeah. uh, W Comics. I have I actually have a uh, Usagi Ojimbo pickup. This is uh, Usagi Ojimbo Book 1, The Ronin. Nice. Oh, wow. That's a good that's a good series. That that's a good starting point for it. Yeah. Uh, uh let's see. Tales of the TMNT Volume Three. Uh can never go wrong see. with Tales. Nah. Uh TMNT uh Classics Volume One. Uh Tales of the TMNT Volume Two. I'm jealous. TMNT Classics Volume Six. Oh man. Jeez. He, he stocked up. Comic book guy. <laughs> Tales of the TMNT Volume Seven. Oh man. Uh the the Jim Lawson TMNT fan comic, uh TMNT Odyssey, which this actually serves as the final chapter of the Mirage comics and I haven't read it yet, but I heard it's really, really good. Oh wow. where did you get that? I've never heard of that. I-, I didn't either. Um actually I got this off of eBay for about mm, twenty, twenty five bucks. That's not too bad. So, I mean- yeah, you, you should still be able to find a uh, a decently priced copy. Um, 
Oh, man, Bay uh, was heard, yesterday. I know what I'm doing this weekend. <laughs> I heard, like, according to Mark Pellegrini, um, it's not technically canon, but you can actually read it as, like, the final chapter. And then I got one last pickup. This is... Um, this is actually a card game. This is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2003 uh, trading card game. I haven't played it yet. Nice. Um, I heard it, heard it kind of plays kind of similar to like Yu-Gi-Oh. Um, so it comes with um, uh, two 40 card decks, one rule book, and one player game map. So uh, hopefully, if I get, if I get some time, I'll be able to uh, check that out. Oh, that is awesome, and that's man. All my so, so quick question about the Jim Lawson one. Uh, I remember seeing something. It was a sketch where all four of the turtles, they were uh, like on this bank facing, I guess, Manhattan Island. Is that part of that comic book? Like they, they were all facing it and it looked like, in my opinion, it looked like they were sending Splinter off, like his coffin off into the, the, the water or something like that. I wonder if that's from that comic. Oh, you know what? I think that, man, I think I know what you're talking about. I think that was Shredder's body. I oh, think that was Shredder. Shredder. Oh, yeah, when okay. they set the uh, little raft on fire after they killed Shredder the, the final time. Okay, that's yeah. what I'm thinking of, because I always wonder why he drew that, like where that's from. Return to New York, that's what that is, the Return to New York storyline. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, darn, I'm jealous. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's an. I didn't not even know about that, dude. I'm gonna see if I can find that. Yeah, that's cool. Well, you know, maybe I can just email him. You know, I got connections. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we couldn't even get him on Skype. What kind of connections? Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, what about you, uh, Josh? Have you gotten any Ninja Turtle pickups over the last few weeks? Uh, yeah, I got one actually last night. My wife and I are celebrating our anniversary. Our fourth wedding anniversary is on Thursday, this upcoming Thursday, on the 11th. Uh, but it's during the middle of the week, so we don't have time to do anything, so we're going to go out this weekend. But uh, Nicole got me, we did a gift exchange yesterday, and I got her this really nice-looking brass teapot that I didn't realize was a planter. I thought it was a teapot. <laughs> nice. I got her a planter that I thought <laughs> was an actual thing she would use to make tea, because she loves tea. And ugh, Fine, whatever. <laughs> But she blew my gift out of the water because she got me the Technodrome from Wow uh, Old Playmates line. So I'm gonna see hold on. Let's see if you guys can you see it up there? Oh, it looks good in that yeah. corner, yeah. Yeah. You lucky dog. So Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. I had I had no idea she was doing that. But I mean it's all functional. It came with all the pieces. Didn't come with any instructions, so putting it together was hilarious. And, yeah, I'm going to do a proper review of it, probably the next Classics uh, line that we do. You know, the next time we do a Mirage comic and old cartoon, I'll do a an actual proper uh, review and retrospective of it, uh, a lot like I did with the sewer set. But I'm really impressed with this. I, I had no idea just, like, how big it was. I mean, this thing is enormous, you know? It's... it's I... I don't even have room to play with it anywhere. I can barely properly display it. That and, is awesome, man. But yeah, it uh, didn't come in the box or anything like that. The packaging was long gone, which was fine. I don't really care about that. Uh, but yeah, it came with all the pieces. It's in good shape. It's dusty as all hell. I gotta, I gotta dust it. I gotta get a paintbrush on it and dust it. But yeah, that was my bit. That was my. That's the one pickup that matters. <laughs> so. So yeah, I never had this as a kid. I never. I mean, I've said on this show, I've never even. I never even saw it, 
And in fact, I mean, I didn't even see a toy commercial for it until like earlier in the week because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you go on YouTube and you can look up old Ninja Turtle toy commercials and they're really hilarious right. because like they've got animated segments from the old cartoon, but mm-hmm. they don't have the original voice cast. <laughs> so it's, it's really hilarious to hear, to see Shredder talking and yelling, but it's somebody else's voice who's doing a really, I don't know the guy, I'm not trying to knock him, but I don't think, but he did a really poor job. <laughs> just, he just thinks Shredder's just, that's, that's not Shredder, but, um, yeah, really cool pickup. I'm really excited. It rolls around pretty easily too. I mean, it's got a bunch of wheels on the bottom outside of the basic tread that you would say, or what looks like tread. But yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. I'm really, really happy. So I've, pretty much my classic collection is complete. I mean, you know, now I don't know what to do now. <laughs> so <laughs> I mean, it's kind of a good problem to have. I mean, it's it it is on the display shelf. It looks great. It, I mean. Got the Technodrome on top. I got the sewer sec, the sewer place set underneath it, and the turtle van. Uh, yeah, doing pretty well. Now, I, I was going to ask you: uh, is is the Mega Blocks Technodrome is it bigger than the Playmates one? No, I don't think so. Really? I think it might be comp. It might be roughly the same size. I I don't know. I've honestly not seen pictures of it except for on Amazon, and that's mm-hmm. just a static white background picture. So it's, it's pretty hard to judge the size. And I mean, yeah, they give the product dimensions or the description and they, they have the dimensions on there, but I mean, you don't really know how big it is until you see it. Right. Well, 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 the reason I asked was, was because uh, I actually saw, saw like whenever they opened the mega blocks, Technodrome, it looked like a lot more wider. I want to say, cause I want to say it had like more, uh, space where you could like store like the figures and everything. Yeah. Uh, for the Mega Bloks one. Yeah, the Mega Bloks one. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I misheard you. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, one thing to remember though with the Mega Bloks one, you're dealing with like one inch action figures. Right. Um, right. So I mean, it, it it's gonna look. I mean, it that thing's like a thousand pieces. You know, it's huge. I mean, it's probably. If you've ever seen the, I would imagine it's probably comparable to the Lego Death Star. You know, yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't know, but that was, believe it or not, that was going to be like, I was going to get that Technodrome because this the '88 uh, series Technodrome. I just, I had, I just didn't want to pull the trigger on that just because I was afraid of the cost. And. Nicole did assure me that she didn't spend much on it. So I was like, okay, thank you. That's awesome. <laughs> what, a, what a woman. <laughs> just, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. And then she, and then I knew I was going to pay for it because I woke up this morning. She's like, all right, we're going to mow the lawn today, right? It's like, yeah, I got to <laughs> gotta pay for it with manual labor. Yeah, so. <laughs> then you got to plant your uh, flowers in that uh, pot there, you know? Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. What's the planner? Dude, but how, how does it feel? How does it feel to have like the mother of all Ninja Turtle toys? You know what? Haven't, I have. I have both holy grails now. I've got like the Technodrome and Scratch the Cat, you know. So I know. I was, I was just telling uh, Thaddeus. It's just like I have no idea what to do now. <laughs> I'm 34. What do I do? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, um, you buy me one. That's what you do. Yeah. I know. <laughs> that... You know what? And believe it or not, I had. I was going to. Uh, I was going to start saving up to get like. 
get you something just because oh, I feel bad because you got me like the poster that I've been looking for for like 20 years. I was like, I got it. I got to pay him back. Oh, get you know? out of here. No way. No way. And, and it, well, see, this is the thing. You guys are my friends. So I'm sure one day you'll all reap the benefit of it. Um, <laughs> one thing that I told Nicole, uh, is just like the way I show appreciation and love for people is I get them stuff. You know, that's kind of me. Nothing ridiculous. It's like, you're not getting a car. I don't love you that much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like you know that's just how that's just how i show appreciation to people it's like you know like rob and thaddeus here you know i know thaddeus you're the comic guy rob you're the toy guy so you know uh, if the, i love you guys guy, i would have gotten you something you know but no sorry <laughs> um, i love it, like, man. That's, that's that's just me man you know it's so that's why i don't have that many friends just because you know i've, I've only got the one job yeah so. <laughs> Yeah, you got to cut people off. Like, sorry, man. Didn't get paid. I can't even talk to you. <laughs> Don't say anything nice. I haven't got my paycheck. Yeah, this we week, can't so. be friends. <laughs> uh, that is awesome, man. I'm so happy for you. It's awesome pickups there, guys. For me, I've not got a whole lot. Um, mine's mainly been comic stuff. <coughs> Excuse me. I got. Um, oh, actually, this reminds me for our giveaway. I, I just got to, uh, back from the comic shop yesterday, and I did get. Uh, Universe issue nine, which I've not read yet, and uh, issue sixty nine of IDW, which I've not read yet. But from what I've heard from you, Josh, it's awesome. Sixty nine's uh, good. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. But uh, and then I also got. Uh, have you guys heard of the Funko Pop Universe comics? Oh, oh I yes. just I just picked that up yesterday. I downloaded it yesterday. Yeah, I haven't read it yet, but. I love the Funko figures, so, you know, I wanted to get that comic. So. Oh, yeah. You're like, anytime I peruse through the catalogs, like the comic catalogs for, for, like, two months in advance, anytime I see Turtles, I'm like, I'm buying it. I don't even know what it's about, but if it's Turtles, I'm buying it. Take my money. <laughs> uh, so I saw this one, and Randy, the comic shop owner, he's, he had two different covers, so I actually need your help. One of these I want to keep, and the other one I want to put in our little gift box for one of our listeners. Well, maybe we'll do our okay. random, random drawing at the end of the day. Or end of the episode. Um, one of them has Bebop and Rocksteady and all the turtles, and it looks like the little turtle van and some uh, looks like some Shreddies cereal boxes that look cool. But for me, I would keep the one with all the guys on it. You know, with all four turtles, Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder cereal, and all that. That's 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 just me though. Uh, you talked me into it, man. That's what I'll do. Sounds good. <laughs> so, listeners, uh, in your box, whoever is the lucky winner uh, will receive this. I'm gonna put some other. Uh, little Ninja Turtle goodies in there, and I I did find a Toka figure, so I may go ahead and slide that in the box too, since it was about secret to use. And uh, just anything else I could think of, and I'll send it your way. So, Josh, my man, if you wouldn't care to remind me at the end of the show, we will pick a winner. Okay, no problem. All right. Okay, guys. So, speaking of random TMNT stuff, oh, by the way, as we're recording this, speaking of random stuff, it is comic book day. So, I know the Ninja Turtles have a free comic book exclusive. It's, uh, I think it's about, I, I used to remember the title, something Dimension X, something I can't remember, but um, it's out today. So, guys, go check it out. It's uh, going to be available as a free comic day. Burger King by Storm. You 
can get one of your favorite heroes on half shelf every time you buy a Kids Club meal. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle badges. For a limited time, only at Burger King. But for today's Radical Relic, we're actually returning to something we discussed earlier. Only now, I actually have these. It's the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Burger King Kids Club Bicycle Accessory Kit. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it's great. You know, in the pictures when I ordered it, I thought this, this is the magic of being an adult. And I'm, I guess <laughs> I don't know if it's magic or it's depressing. But in my mind, I thought it was going to be so much bigger than it actually was. So oh. when I got it, it's like for a little tricycle. But uh, I, it's a teen. First, the first thing I got is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Donatello pouch. It's got two little purple straps on it. I guess you'll put this in the front of your bike, you know, in between the handlebars. Uh, it's got a little Velcro strap. Oh, my gosh. There's something inside it. Holy cow. There are, like, notes inside this thing. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's somebody's spelling quiz. Wow. Really? <laughs> I'm not even making this up. I'm looking at an old spelling quiz. Who knows how old this is? I wish I could find a date on the corner of this. No, dang, that's interesting. I did not know that was there. So you got the Donatello pouch. What grade? What grade did they get? Uh, it doesn't say, but it look it, it it looks like there were twenty four questions. And it looks it like just they... says on the back, "Please see me after class." <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk. Uh, <laughs> and then uh, uh, also in the packaging, I have a. It is. It's got. Uh, it's a little squirt bottle, and it says, "Let's see, Burger King Kids Club Ninja Sipper." And it's got a picture of uh, Raphael on it. And I actually had a loose one, too, that I gave to Grayson. And he loves it. He carries it around the house, chews on the little lid of it. So let's see if I can read some of this stuff here. It says, Bike Gear, collect all five. So it looks like there's some pins that came with this, but I didn't get in this this uh, package. Uh, it looks like there's license plate and stickers. And I did get the license plates. I got a little cowabunga one that I've actually got hung up in my closet right now. I think that's Donatello saying cowabunga, dude. And on the back side of it, it has Raphael. It says, whoa. Uh, it's got, of course, it's got like the 90s <laughs> font. Oh, and also, this must have come out right when Turtles 3 had come out uh, in, in uh, theaters because it's, it's advertising and on the actual packaging. It says, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3, now at theaters everywhere. So this has to be early 1993 here. Yeah. So that's that. That's the Ninja Squirter thing. I wish I could... You want me to open it? Should sure. I open it? I mean, it's, it's up to you, dude. It's okay, yours. I'll tell you what. I'm going to open a part of it just so I can slip the paper out. Okay, so first, the first thing I see, it says, Yo, dudes. Oh, it's a, it's a screenshot of the Turtles 2 film. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Seeker the Use video. Um, you can send in. Uh, it says a $22.95 value for only $8.95 plus shipping and handling. So you can send in this Burger King Kids Club brochure thing and get Turtles 2 on VHS for eight ninety five. So there you go. Wow. Oh, well. Cool. That's kind of cool. Uh, and I'll, I'll try to take pictures of all this. And there's the little thing that I just read before. Oh, okay. So this thing is a little preview of all the uh, TMNT figures that were out at this time. So this is 1993. Wow, it folds out quite a bit. There are a lot of figures here. And they even yeah. got, like, the mutation variants. Uh, Turtlecom. They've got the cave turtles. Uh, it's pretty cool. So yeah, so it looks like it's a brochure for Turtles Toys. And last but not least, a official membership application for the Burger King Kids Club. You guys think I should fill this out? 
Yeah, you might not hear back from it. You know, just, <laughs> it'd be a waste of postage. That's true. Burger that's King true. will appreciate it. <laughs> so, the, so that's it, guys. Uh, and then I got a, uh, a Raphael bike horn that you can mount on your handlebars there. So and it's got the same packaging as the Sipper did. So, uh, guys, this is really cool stuff. If, if you're into random Burger King Kids Club uh, turtle toys, this is pretty daggone cool. And I might actually give some of this stuff to my son when he gets his little tricycle going. And he's got a little Ninja Turtles big wheel, so maybe we could set some of this stuff on there. Uh, but it was cheap. I got this stuff for maybe 15 bucks on eBay. Uh, and it came with two loose Ninja Sippers, one uh, in the packaging, which I just opened, and two bike horns, and then the license plate and the Donatello pouch for like 15 bucks. So, guys, these are out there. Go check these out. If you're a diehard Turtles fan, you want a nice little collectible to put in your, your room or whatever, uh, or, heck, for your, your children to use, or maybe even you, for you to use, go ahead and uh, pick these up. Very, very cool little uh, pickup here. And that is it for the Radical Relic. Man, I had no idea, like, how big of a collector's market there is for, like, Burger King and McDonald's Happy Meal toys. Oh, yeah, yeah, no kidding. And- like, people just, like, spend crazy amounts of money on those things. Well, you know, yeah. like, for a little two-inch piece of plastic of right. this transformer that changes into a chicken nugget. You know, it's <laughs> ridiculous. Well, for for me, I think uh, it just reminds me of my childhood so much. And, like, yeah. I remember certain things that had come out. Of course, with these, I don't remember these at all. Except for maybe the Raphael bike horn that kind of looks familiar. But, you know, it's like, oh, man, that was something I missed out on when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. But I also went to Burger King all the time, so I'm surprised I did. But, you know, it, it's kind of cool. But thankfully, these were pretty inexpensive. But yeah. they also included, the last thing I'll say is they also included a bag from Burger King. Uh, so it's oh, cool. God. I got like yeah. a... It, marks and everything. Yeah, man. yeah. I, that's what I was like. At first, I was like, ugh. But it looks like there was no food actually in this. I guess it was just the bike stuff. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of neat to see an old Burger King Kids Club bag. It's got all the kids on it and everything. It says 1991, uh, 1991 Burger King Corporation at the bottom. So wow. this thing is what twenty six years old. I wonder if the dude that sold that to you, sold that on eBay had like an older sibling that worked at Burger King, and that's how he got it or something like that. Yeah, yeah, possibly, yeah. possibly. Because I remember I, my sister worked at McDonald's for a couple of, for like two or three years. And she used to give, she used to bring me Happy Meal toys when I was a kid. Cause I'm a little bit younger than her. I'm quite a bit younger than her, but she used to bring me home like the Spider-Man and Batman uh, figures when like the the TV show was on and everything. So wow, hey, got your uh, benefits there, man. Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, you know, without <laughs> the clogged arteries and all that, so yeah, yeah I didn't have go. to go to McDonald's, you know, <laughs> which I would recommend. Don't go to McDonald's. It's not it's it's not good for oh, you. It's terrible so, for you. It is. <laughs> I wonder if you could ask just for the toy. Like, can I give you like a dollar for the toy? Yeah, <laughs> you you. I mean, you used to be able to get away with stuff like that, but I guess not anymore. You know? Yeah, I know. I know. Um, back in the day, like if I had already had one of the toys, you know, because mm-hmm. I I did try to collect some of them. Uh, you could go back and actually exchange it. Like, I already have this one. Can I exchange it for a different like toy yeah. car? And they let you. I don't know <laughs> if they still do. Nope. No. Uh, no. Yeah. All sales are final, little kid. Yeah. <laughs> now scram. <laughs> yes. I almost messed up there. So <laughs> you did. You did good, man. You're doing good. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I guess it's time to get into the toy review. Hey, did she say pizza? So you live in an antique store? Yep. Pizza. Well, above, actually. 
I was gonna give you guys a tour of the store. Ready? All right, so now it's my time to shine, gentlemen. So <laughs> here we go. All right, so today I'm actually gonna do a review of the original Donatello figure from the 1988 Playmates line. It just kind of baffles all of us that we haven't talked about the original Four Turtles. Yeah. Um, and I wanted to I wanted to talk about Donatello because. This wasn't my first Ninja Turtle figure, but it was the first one I remember having that same memory that all of us 30-year-olds have. It's like we went into like your local Kmart or Walgreens, and you just saw one hanging on the shelf, and you begged your mom for one. And you just said, you know, that, that right there, that's the figure I want to get. And she's like, okay, your mom, hopefully, she was like, okay, no problem. And you picked it up, and you got it. And... This was the first one, like I said, this is the first one I remember having, or the first one I actually remember seeing in the store, so that's what I think really makes me love Donatello so much. Uh, and so this figure right here, it kind of blew my mind to find out that they actually, the size of these figures, they're actually the same size as your average G.I. Joe figure, but like with the bulk of the turtles, they seem so much bigger. Mm-hmm. And... I'm reviewing the carded figure that I have here. I actually have a loose one on my shelf, too. But this figure, this is the best box art I've ever seen. It's actually got three images of Donatello jumping around and swinging around his bow staff. Very much inspired by the Mirage comic book art. Yeah, it looks great. And on the back of the card, you've got a quick origin story of how the Turtles came to be. Everything from uh, Hamada Yoshi meditating in the sewers four baby turtles falling down on them, and Shredder dousing them all with mutagen. And it's actually, if you look really closely, it's got a panel, the final panel from, uh, not the final panel, but it's one of the panels from the original comics of the turtles all jumping into action. And That's awesome. It advertises the original ten figures. Uh, you've got the four turtles, Splinter, April, Bebop, Rocksteady, a foot soldier, and Shredder. And it kind of blew my mind to think that Krang wasn't in the first series of figures. He actually came out in the second series in 1989. But the best part of any of these old-school Ninja Turtle figures was the portrait that they all had on the back of the card, giving them their brief bio. And I actually wanted to read this in depth here. It says, Portrait of Donatello, the Turtle's Creative Genius. Uh, It says, Vital Tortistics. Weapon, ghost, <laughs> turtle fist daggers, ninja stars, and a comma. I don't know what a comma is, but it's a Japanese weapon, apparently. Punctuation mark. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, the Adams family would have been better. But anyway. <laughs> uh, birthplace is Joe's pet place in Sloklahoma. I don't know if that's an actual place. Uh, height is four feet tall on two legs. Age is 15 years. Weight is 145 pounds with his shell. Wow. And his shell is as hard as tank armor. Wow, they're kind of lean. 145 pounds. On four feet tall, though. Oh, uh, true, you know? true. Yeah. Which, I'm sorry, that's way too short. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> He's not going to fight anybody at four feet tall. Anyway, sorry, I digress. <laughs> Donatello, it says here, Donatello is the best idea turtle you'll ever find. He's the brains of the group and the designer of the turtle's vehicles. Rather than use his bow or brawn, Donatello would prefer inventing some device or clever apparatus to foil the foe. Still, 
dons one powerful reptile with his staff, which enables him to parry, vault, and crush. Even Don gets turtle-sized pleasure in stomping the foot. After a tough battle, Don relaxes by watching programs of his own inventions on Turtle Vision. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I really like this. Comes with He actually comes with two bow staffs, which I think is hilarious because he only used one ever. <laughs> comes with some ninja stars, comes with a various assortment of weapons. And, yeah, they've all got the basic seven points of articulation. Uh, two at the shoulders, two at the wrists, two at the hips, and one at the head. Um, I don't know if this is, like, the rare soft-headed version or just the hard plastic one. I'm not going to open it up and find out. Uh, so, yeah. That's our review of the original Donatello figure. I really like how all four turtles were pretty different looking from each other. Not just because of the multicolored bandanas, but because of their skin tones were all different. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know why that rarely ever continued on. Like, all the turtles are the same color, with the exception of the Nickelodeon uh, 2012 series of figures. They all have slightly varied shades of green. But in the original line, it was way, it was massively distinctive, where Donatello's actually brown, and Leonardo, Raphael, and Michelangelo were various shades of green. Uh, now, here's a question for you, Josh. Were, yeah. in that original line, were they all exactly the same kind of pose, as far as, you know, the way they stood up, with their knees bent, were they, was it all the same, or were they, were they different, too? The the difference being the the feet all had different sculpts on them where like oh, okay. Donatello has his left foot kind of cocked like he's about to jump and his other foot his right foot's flat or the other way around his right foot is cocked and his left foot is flat foot. Raphael has two flat feet and then Leonardo and Michelangelo I think are the opposite where uh, they all had they all pretty much had one foot that was kind of cocked so they could have like this illusion of articulation. Yeah. You know, but but it wasn't there. In fact, pretty much every single figure, it was pretty rare to find a flat-footed figure. Like, just a couple I can think of off the top of my head, like, Shredder was a flat-footed figure, but he was bent so far downward for whatever reason. His knees were bent so much. Um, He's about impossible to stand. Him and the foot soldiers I struggle with. Yeah, like, the foot soldiers are kind of difficult, but, like, Shredder, the trick with Shredder is you got to make him lean forward a bit. Yeah. It looks like he's going to fall over, but he doesn't. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, Mondo Gecko is a flat-footed figure, but that's because he goes on a skateboard. Uh, Muckman is flat-footed. And uh, technically Worm, he's flat-footed, too. You know, he's got a tentacle, but it's got a flat portion on it. Huh. Um, but yeah, outside of that, it's pretty rare to find a flat-footed figure. So wow. There you have it. Hey, good stuff, man. Good stuff. Okay, well, all right, guys, let's get into our, how does it go? Oh, Mr. T's Channel 6 News. All right, guys, so uh, today I got a couple of announcements with um, Turtle News. Uh, the first being there is a brand new Ninja Turtles crossover comic featuring everybody's favorite Samurai Rabbit. Yes, they are doing a brand new Usagi Yojimbo Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles crossover comic uh, later this summer. And I've seen pictures of it, and man, it looks awesome. I, I cannot wait for this. So so uh, 
So I'm, I'm wondering, like, what, why now? Like, what, what, what took so long? Because you know, it seemed like they were very, very closely related, uh, or they, they did a lot of crossovers in the early '90s. But why, you know, all this time has passed, and now we're finally getting that crossover again. I'm wondering what happened there. I'm not too sure. Um, well, they had like, the crossover in the 2003 series, but right, Usagi, they did. Was, yeah, yes, they did. But Usagi's getting ready to show up in Tales of the TMNT. Right. I just think that I never, you know, even growing up as as a kid, I I never really saw Usagi like advertised in like any comics or anything. Right. I wonder. If, I wonder if it was just because maybe just the turtles were more popular at the time. Now, now I know that, like, Usagi, I think, debuted in, what, 19... I mean, about the same time as the, as the, the turtles, turtles, yeah. Did. In, uh, in 19, 1983, he debuted. 83? Okay. It, I mean, it, it could be a number of reasons. I mean, I, I mean, I know that, like like Josh said, Usagi's gonna be appearing in, uh, you know, season five of the Nickelodeon series, so maybe... Just because people were so hyped out, hyped up about that, you know, Stan Kyle probably just called up Kevin Eastman one day and was like, "Hey, you want to do another Usagi DMNT crossover?" And Kevin was like, "Yeah, sure." <laughs> I mean, I mean, they actually have like on Stan Sakai's Facebook page, they actually have pictures of like him and Kevin like sitting down together, like sketching on it. And it looks yeah. absolutely gorgeous. That is awesome. Well, I'm excited because. Honestly, I uh, I know nothing about Yojimbo aside from you know the few times I've seen him on the cartoons, and uh, I do know it's a pretty long, uh, well, a very long running comic. But I've not actually read much of it, and I've not seen like you, Thaddeus. I've not seen a lot of stores or anything, you know, the the comic book shops. So I'm excited to kind of maybe try to sink my teeth into some early issues and then see the crossover. So that's gonna be great. Right. Yeah, if you if you want to get some uh, Usagi comics, man, Amazon is your friend. They've got oh, yeah? so many collections. Yeah, and they've and nowadays, like the uh, the trade paperback that Thaddeus showed off, the uh, issue or volume one, the Ronin. That's that is the now they're starting to print everything in chronological order. So yeah, there's like forty graphic novels you can buy, but now they're all in order. Finally, that's awesome. So, because <laughs> they were just kind of Stan Sakai, just kind of just made short stories with very little threads connecting each one. So, but now they're all in continuity. So it's, it's really, really cool to finally get into Usagi Ojimbo. So that's cool. That's awesome. I feel like we have a turtles podcast. We need to be Usagi fans. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Is it quite uh, Thaddeus? If you don't mind is uh, Stan Sakai drawing. I heard he was drawing the issue. Do you know if that's true? The, the crossover? Uh yeah yeah he's actually gonna be uh working on uh no I I think that there's gonna be like multiple like variant covers but I, I think he's gonna actually be drawing most of the comic. Awesome. That's I do cool. like his version of the turtles. They look awesome. Yeah yeah. There's actually um, you know, for any for any new listeners listening, uh, if you actually go to our group page, I actually have have a picture of what the cover is gonna look like. And uh, yeah, I really like stands take on what the uh turtle designs uh are, are like being shown so. yeah he's always drawn the turtles real well you even go back to the original comics it's he does a really good job it looks like they belong together you know yeah. like the turtles it, there's there's no odd man out in in that crossover there now here, here's a question for you now that this is just completely from 
uh, just random thought from my memory. Did he mm-hmm. actually draw some Turtles comics? Like, wasn't he, like, featured as an artist for maybe a couple of comics? I, mean, I don't know if it was late in the ver- uh, first yeah, volume actually, or Archie. Because I have a couple. I have um, one of the Usagi Yojimbo TMNT crossover issues. I'm not sure which one it was. But that one was actually made by Mirage Publishing, and he actually worked on some of the art for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, maybe it was Archie, too, like he might have done something with. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because I knew that name. I was like, Sakai, I've seen that name before. So, mm-hmm. Did you ever hear the story of how they did the crossover? No. no huh. Peter Laird actually told us. Uh, it was actually an outtake. I think it was an outtake on the Turtle Power uh, documentary. Uh, mm-hmm. Peter Laird uh, was at a comic convention in 1989 with Stan Sakai, and they were both signing books, and they were, like, having a lunch break or something. And just out of the blue, Peter asked Stan Sakai, hey, you want a new Sagi figure? And Stan Sakai yeah. said, yeah. And he's like, okay, draw a couple of turtle, draw a couple of uh, Usagi books from Mirage and or have them guest star in Mirage so then we can do a partial rights agreement. And then a year later, they put him on the cartoon and made a figure, and he gave him a Usagi Yojimbo figure. Wow, that <laughs> yeah. is awesome. I didn't know that. Yeah, so that that's how the whole crossover started, was Peter Laird asking Stan Sakai if he wanted an Usagi figure. Yeah, kind of in passing. Hey! <laughs> yeah. I know, just like, hey, Peter, how you doing? Not bad. You want a toy? All right. Yeah, all right, sure. Here. So, yeah. <laughs> because that Ninja Turtles figure is the first Usagi figure. So. Wow. That, that, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yep. And, you know, Usagi's got such a cult following. Um, you know, yeah. it, it's going to be a cool crossover. I'm really excited. So, uh, Thaddeus, did you get a release date on that? You said it's sometime in the summer. Um, or as I know, it's supposed to be coming out uh, middle of July this year. Awesome. Sounds uh, so. That's pretty soon. It's what two months away. Yeah. Yeah. Won't be long. All right. Uh, let's see. Next thing. Uh, Jaguar from the from the original Archie Mutanimals run is going to be in the IDW comics. So, uh, nice. Josh, what do you think about that? Oh, good luck. I cannot. Uh, uh, not only Jaguar, but I saw a concept art for Dreadmon too. Oh, oh really? nice. Yeah. Yep. Uh, he was the mutant hyena, and then Jaguar was the mutant cheetah. I think it was a cheetah. They were in Archie, weren't they? Yeah, they were yeah. they were the original Mutanimals. So like, I can't wait. The original Mutanimals crew is gonna slowly make a comeback. That means we're one step closer to getting my Ace Duck spinoff series. <laughs> He's coming. God, back. I want I'm just I'm just gonna go to IDW with a proposal for an Ace Duck series. Be like, look, you guys obviously don't want to do this, but I'm gonna take it over. I'm doing it. You, I mean, honestly, you could. You know how wacky the Ninja Turtle universe is? If they just did, like, a mini-series of Ace Duck or maybe even a spinoff series, you know, ongoing, they could, you know, just have yep. them, like, I don't know, be a... I, I have a whole backstory, and I have a whole yeah, backstory for Ace Duck already written down, and, I, you know, and I would go crazy with it, make it, like, you know, crossover with Scratch and Bebop and Rock City and the first time he met the Turtles and just make him a hardcore military pilot. You know, that's, that's exactly what I would do with it. So I would make, like, Black Hawk down in the Ninja Turtles uh, universe. Yeah, so. I mean, he was a pilot, so he could work for the military. I mean, there's so much you could do with this. Yeah, I know. But <laughs> any, but any, I digress. Sorry, I keep taking your stories away from you, Thaddeus. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do to Josh all the time. 
That's the danger of having me on the show. You get a guy, you get an idiot who loves the talk. It's like, yeah, yeah, my voice is amazing. So, <laughs> but yeah, I can't right. wait to see Jaguar. Yeah, can't wait. Yeah, that's good stuff too because he's on top of a car, like about to beat up old Hob. Now, you know? was that was that a universe cover or was that a IDW cover? I think I think it's a universe cover. Oh, okay. So that's that's right. probably what's going to be. They're going to introduce all the side characters in the universe, and then they'll show up in the main series. But you know, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. Uh, IDW is going to really mess with us. You know how they're doing the whole uh, Agent Bishop thing right now, where he's hunting down the mutant animals. They're yeah. Bring Jaguar back and then kill her. Uh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I wonder if that's what they're going to do. Is like they're going to take out most of the original mutant or the new mutant animals, and then replace them with the the old school ones. No, I want both. I know, man. I love just like an <laughs> Avengers-style Mutanimals team. Yeah, I like them all. It's just like 30 Mutanimals on this team. Yeah. Yeah. But if you you can't make an omelet without breaking some eggs, you know? Yeah, well. Well, we already cracked uh, Donatello's shell, so. I know, right? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah our... that, that's good. We're good. Yeah. There is a new James Jean-inspired Rocksteady statue coming out now uh now rob have, have you actually seen pictures of this did i show you pictures of this was this the one uh where he had the the like he's kind of hunched over he's got like a uh laser gun there's like blaster rifle cocked yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like a like, like a boom box looking like rocket launcher or something yeah yeah, yeah that looks awesome, awesome. man yeah. i love the detail on that figure it looks so amazing oh yes it does uh now how much do you is there a price on that because that has got to be expensive oh, Two hundred, I think, for the Bebop one. Two hundred, yeah. I was figuring something like that because I mean, it is very, very detailed. I mean, if you're yeah. a diehard Bebop fan, it's it's a must-have because it looks awesome. But but how yeah. how big is it? Do you do you know? Uh, I'm not too sure. I didn't see any like uh, scale sizing on it. Uh, Here, I can. I'm pulling it up right now because I I. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about these because I want to buy these things, but I I'm, I just can't. <laughs> I just can't do it. I oh, can't you, you hear that, guys? You hear that, listeners? No. Oh, Next episode. Up. Next no, episode. I, <laughs> <laughs> I pre-ordered it, yeah. You didn't say no, you got you know, paid yesterday. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I just can't justify spending as much on these. I mean, granted, they are worth it. They're statues. So uh, here, I just sent the link for it there. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, these are the four statues from the from the Good Smile Company, based on artwork by an artist named James Jean. Uh, he's doing a Shredder, Bebop, Rocksteady, and a Krang uh, statue, and it's it goes alongside with the four turtles that Good Smile Company put out in 2015. Those I actually do have. Um, but yeah, they're like between 100 and I think the Rocksteady figure is at uh, about 180 right now. The Shredder, and that price will come down. Because originally yeah. the, the four turtles were two years ago they were coming out at retail for 130 and right now you can get them for 99, yeah. which is still a lot of money. But a hundred dollars for a 12 inch statue, I I can see that. You know, yeah, I, that's I not so bad. That. And and, yeah. and the film was so special to me. Like I could actually with, with some coaxing and stuff, and, and and probably letting my wife buy something for herself, I could actually <laughs> buy that toy and not feel guilty. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know what? I mean, like, if you wait... This is the hard part about toy collecting. If you can wait a year, the price will be... That that price will drop by about 40%. Yeah, that's like, like video games for me. 
Yeah. So like if you put away 20 to 40 bucks every week and after a year you can buy all four of them, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So that's 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 probably what I'm going to do cuz like I I uh I don't want to spend 160 to 180 dollars on it. I just I cannot justify that anymore. I can't do it. You know, right. so Yeah, I understand, man. Unless I've got like a jar full of money that I saved up and it's like, okay, that's something I've earned, but like just being all uh, reckless about it, I just can't do it anymore. Yeah. I feel bad. Just no matter how much Rob laughs at me and calls me a liar, I'm not doing it. <laughs> nope. I wasn't gonna say it. I wasn't gonna say it. <laughs> Rob is kind of like that that version of you know the Sith, the uh, the Emperor. Oh yeah, just like feed into the dark <laughs> yeah. side. I'm dead. I'm, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of, you see that meme of the Emperor Kermit? You know the. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's kind me. of what Rob is like for me. It's true, you know. <laughs> uh, but uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I would love to get these figures. I'm looking at the Rocksteady one right now. I love that uh, boombox, boombox rocket launcher. That is awesome. Yeah, and Bebop has got the big drill gun that the old uh, toy came with. Oh, that is so. Got cool. that drill looking gun, and the Shredder looks amazing. So, oh. and the Shredder statue is actually pretty cool. You can actually remove his mask. So, <laughs> that's cool. That's awesome. All right. Uh, let's see. I got uh, two birthday announcements this week. Uh, first of all, happy birthday to Michelle Ivy. She celebrated Yay. her birthday this week. All right. And happy birthday. Also, happy birthday to TMNT IDW art. Uh, sorry, TMNT IDW artist Mattias Sanaluco. Hey. So uh, happy birthday, happy birthday to those guys. Now, uh, Rob, a lot of people have been asking me because I I have no idea. Um, a lot of people have been asking me, have you heard any update on Judith Hogue or Michelle I- Ivy as far as when they want to come on the show? Uh, no, no. I Honestly, though, um, with Judith Hogue, uh, I, had, I reached out to her and she said, uh, you know, give me a few weeks and uh, we'll, we'll try to set something up. So I, I'm kind of letting her kind of contact us again. I don't want to badger her or anything, but I, I, right. do, I do definitely take um, responsibility for um, I talked to Michelle Ivy, and uh, I remember she was doing a live video of some of her figures, and I was watching. Mm-hmm. And if, by the way, if you guys have not seen her collection, it is incredible. I mean, oh, she yeah. is she is the number one fan. I've never seen anything like it. Uh, but she was like, "Yeah, I love Turtle Place. I'd love to come on." Yeah, and honestly, I have dropped the ball there. I've not really reached out to her much. Um, but now that I'm settled, I'm in my new home. I'd like to go ahead. It's my goal this summer to get a lot more guests on the show. Judith Hogue, um, Steve Levine. I've been trying to get him on for about a year, and with just our schedules could never align, right? Um, so Steve Levine's another one that's that's on the slate. Jim Lawson, of, of course, a, a great uh, great guest of ours, wants to come back, uh, and he's got a great comic book coming out. Judith Hogue, I want to get her on this summer, so it's definitely on the agenda. And now that things are kind of back to normal, I'm going to go ahead and start reaching out to these people soon. Yeah, and I actually sent you the um, the info for Guy uh, Gilchrist. Actually, uh, messaged you his info. So if you ever get a chance, you can always uh, email him on Facebook as well. And also, I wanted to give a quick shout out. We actually have a new member in the group. Uh, his name is uh, Joe Schmidt. He is a amazing Usagi Ojumbo cosplayer. Have you actually oh, seen yeah. his? Oh yeah, I saw the photos. Oh, yeah, I saw that picture you shared. Yeah. 
Yeah, it looked awesome. For, for anybody uh, new listening, if you're a big Usagi Ojimbo fan, definitely check out this guy's costume because he made this thing like 100% from scratch, and he attends Comic-Cons all over the place. And I've actually talked to him like a couple of times. Man, his costume looks good. It looks so good, and I, I just wanted to give a quick shout-out to him. Yeah, and uh, also, real quick, um, there is a special uh, guest coming to Pensacon next year, uh, Kevin Nash, who played Super Shredder. Wow, um, really? Yep. He will be at the Pensacola, Florida Comic-Con uh, next year, so if you're in the area, definitely uh, stop by and say hey to him. Nice, yeah, and you could be like uh super shredder for life and you can do like this four symbol on the life symbol you know like the nwo thing but don't do don't <laughs> actually do that you'll look like a dork i'm sorry yeah. <laughs> that's something i would do <laughs> i always well, wonder like people that just played one role in one movie 30 years ago like how much do they really remember from that just like you're like yeah man <laughs> super shredder is like yeah okay yeah yeah i remember i hit i remember i hit some logs and yeah it fell on me <laughs> I was in a really uncomfortable suit for like seven hours that one day, and then I got a bunch of stuff thrown on me. It's so, yeah, it was crazy. You ever see him? Um, like he had the suit on. I seen a picture of him once where he had the suit on, but his his helmet off or the mask off. He had like a mohawk, but he was he looks completely different from the uh, Kevin Nash that we know now. But right. uh, but yeah, big dude, and you know, and I love the fact that it was not CGI. It was a real guy in that suit. Yeah, you know, I mean, that is really cool. Um, man, I just, looking at that, I when we just watched the uh, the movie last week, I just could not get over, like, the mask that he was wearing, and just you saw these little tiny eye holes in the mask. I don't know how that dude could see, man, because it looked like they did everything they could to not show you that it's this seven-foot-tall white dude playing a <laughs> Japanese guy. It's just like so we we just can't have people knowing that, and it's just like you so you saw like these little cutout slits for his eyes. It's like no wonder he didn't do anything; he couldn't see. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no wonder he was tripping over everything and knocking things down. He couldn't see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of suits, um, the guy that's working on the TMNT fan film Blood Brothers, he's actually thinking about putting um, Leatherhead in it. Oh, oh yeah, he's. I've seen he, his. He actually uh, made like a Leatherhead costume, a Bebop costume, and a Rocksteady costume. And he said, if this film does really well, he's even thinking about doing Street Sharks. And I've actually seen his Street oh Sharks. Costumes. They are enormous. They are so big. Ah, uh, just just wanted to throw that in there. So. Yeah, no, Blood Brothers. That that's that's good stuff, man. Uh, that's something we we've not talked about enough. Is some of the fan films that. Uh, that are out there, and man, some of them are really great, and some of them are really um, extremely professional. Uh, yeah. I know, I don't know if it was, I can't remember which one I had seen. I want to say it was a Casey Jones one, uh, but it had Robbie Riss playing or voice acting for one of the. One of the oh turtles. yeah, yeah! I remember watching that the Casey Jones fan film. That's like it's like a half hour long. Yeah, and it was pretty cool. Yeah, it it is pretty good. I mean, all the way through the film, you just it's like Casey Jones' origin story and him fighting the purple dragons and meeting the Ninja Turtles. Well, he yeah. meets Michelangelo, and then you hear all the other turtles. And, uh, yeah, I mean, like, he fights the Foot Clan. There's even a cameo from Krang in that movie. Wow. You know? It's really, really cool, yeah. 
I mean, if you're going to make a fan film on the Ninja Turtles, you are ambitious anyway because, I mean, think about it. Ninja Turtles, the turtles themselves are the main characters, and that is not easy to design a costume for that. Uh, Not to mention all the villains and side characters. I mean, it's an ambitious project, so my respect and uh, my my hat's off to anybody who undertakes something like that. Yeah. So, Josh, I actually uh, went back and revisited um, TMNT Mutants in Manhattan, the other day, and I oh, was yeah? actually able to unlock the uh, the secret bosses for the first time, which took me forever. What are the What are the secret bosses? Um, I think during the first level, if you if you defeat Bebop quickly, then you get a double boss with Bebop and Rocksteady. Oh, if you yeah. defeat Karai quickly, you get a double boss with Karai and Shredder. And if you defeat uh, Mega Krang, you actually get a double battle with Mega Krang and Karai, which I don't know. I don't know if I could if I could even handle that because Mega Krang was pretty tough. Yeah, I haven't gotten. I have not gotten past the slash stage. You know, I've, the slash boss fight. So what? I'm kind of slash is kind of tough. Um, but yeah. man, I just I love that game so much. Like I, I think I've already beaten it like four times already and i'm trying to like max out like all the skills and everything yeah but man that game was so much fun i just i just wish i could find somebody to play online because there's not really i haven't really been able to find anybody really but uh what uh what system you got it for uh playstation 3 oh okay all right i've got it for ps4 so yeah i saw that 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 the price on it's actually starting to go down a little bit like as far as like walmart goes like it's not because, like, I bought my copy, um, I didn't pay full price for mine. I think mine was, like, $40. But I think now, if you go to Walmart, you could get it for, like, like 25 30 Yeah. For, like, well, I mean, it, it, the original the original price for retail was 40 bucks. It wasn't a $60 game. It was, oh, mean, was it? Was, okay. No, it, was, it came out at 40 bucks. Yeah, so, I was actually um, talking to uh, Freddie Williams, who worked on the, uh, the Batman... TMNT crossover, and I was I was kind of pitching the uh, like pitching an, an idea with him because I was like, I was like, man, like we've seen we've seen X Files TMNT, we've seen Ghostbusters TMNT, we've seen Batman TMNT. It's like, man, I love to see Thundercats TMNT. Yeah, think, you know, Thund- Thundercats would be good because um, I think he actually worked on some of the artwork for. Um, the He-Man Thundercats crossover that like DC did last year, yeah. and man, that was a really good crossover. Like, I, I, I didn't think like it would be like as good as I thought it was, but man, that was a really good, like, like how they actually like meet up was like really cool. Yeah, I've always wanted to see. Uh, I was a big fan of Toxic Crusade. Not a big fan, but I was a fan of Toxic Crusaders. When I was a kid, I always wanted to see a Ninja Turtles Toxic Crusaders crossover. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, that would be. And Playmates actually made the Toxic Crusaders action figures. So like, right. they So they were all in scale with each other. It was really cool. Um, I would love to see that. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I mean, legally, I don't know if you could even do that nowadays because Toxic Crusaders hasn't been a thing since, like, 1993. Yeah, you know, right. so. Who knows? Well, while you were away, I, I was telling Josh that uh, I, I talked to uh, Freddie Williams, who who was the artist for the uh, Batman T M N T crossover comic. Yeah, yeah. 
awesome uh, if, if there's a possibility if we could see a Thundercats TMNT crossover one, one day, and he goes, man, anything can happen. Oh, God, he, that'd be amazing. Because he actually worked on the Thundercats He-Man crossover that DC Comics did last year. Yeah, and I actually and, read it. It's really good and beautiful really comic. Good. I'm still wait. I'm still waiting for the Ninja Turtles Power Rangers crossover. I mean, like we know that's going to happen, but it's just when. You yeah, know? I know. Yeah, I, I I can see all the turtles. You know, they all have. Uh, uh, their, their sewers are in Angel Grove, and then they come up, and then they go to the juice <laughs> bar with the Power Rangers, have some juice. Yeah, <laughs> you know, be like the Power Rangers. Like, like, what if like Rita Repulsa actually made like Shredder big, and they actually called him like Super Shredder? Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and then like you find out Me- uh, Metalhead is actually a Zord, so you've got like Metalhead and the Megazord like fighting giant. Goldar oh yes, yes. There you go, man. That's that's it right there. And you know, does doesn't um, Rita Repulsa have like a portal or something? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably. So yeah, there I mean, you go. They, the cool thing about the the new Power Rangers comic is like not everything happens in Angel Grove. Like there's uh, like she makes monsters appear, and like there's this really cool scene in uh, Florence, Italy, where a giant monster uh, shows up specifically there to kill Italy's prime minister and the power Rangers intervene. And it was all a ploy to not to spoil anything, but it was all a ploy from Rita to like, try to recruit one of the power Rangers to become the green Ranger. Ah. So it was really, I don't want to go into the specifics because it's a really good storyline. Yeah. It's, it is cool to see like there is actually a, a world that they're in, not just angel Grove, but please tell me there's like a juice bar in there somewhere. There is there is a juice bar there. Yes! They don't hang out there. They don't hang out there like every day, like because like they they get really kind of realistic with it. Where they kind of just hang out wherever they can because Jason has a job at a karate school. Kimberly tries not to stay at home all the time because her parents are going through a really bad divorce and they're using oh. her as leverage basically. Uh. <laughs> so, and it's it's it gets pretty realistic and it it gets it's pretty cool i like it so not to turn this into a, a power rangers podcast because then jay wheezy will never show up <laughs> <laughs> well um you know you know uh, you inspired me though i actually added that to my comic um list you know for my box at the comic shop oh, yeah. so yeah. I, I should be getting the first issue soon it's good man yeah yeah that's what i've been so, hearing sweet yeah. man well you guys ready to get in the comic yeah yeah absolutely Hello, Violators. You're in Casey's Comic Classroom. Prepare to be screwed. Alright, guys. Well, today, we are, like I mentioned earlier in the episode, we are back to the classic era of the Turtles. So that means all the old stuff. So we're back to Volume 1 of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic book. Uh, So right now, according to my count here, we're on Issue 9 of the original volume. And, you know, this is a pretty interesting issue. I really enjoy this. So this is after the Renette crossover, or after the, um, <coughs> excuse me, the um, uh, Cerebus crossover with Renette and, and uh, everything that had happened there, that, that awesome, you know, one-shot crossover. So this mm-hmm. is back to, you know, the Turtles times here. Uh, so this particular, particular uh, issue was released on September of, let me look at my notes. 
looks like September of 1986, and this issue is called The Passing. So, uh, so what do you guys think of this issue? I mean, it's it's a uh, it's a pretty interesting one. I was yeah, really actually, surprised how much I liked it. What I was saying, I actually read this about a month ago, and this is probably up there with like my top five like favorite issues of like the Mirage comics that I've read so far. It was a really good issue. Wow, nice, yeah. You know, and, and this, this one, um, for some reason, I remember finding, I have the uh, first printing of this. I found this at a comic book shop uh, near my dad's house years ago, but I never actually read it until this week. You know, which seems to be the story of my life. It's like when I buy video games, I'm thinking, oh, I have all the time in the world to play these. And then, you know, years later, I finally go, oh, yeah, I forgot I had that. Let me play that. So same thing with this comic. And um, what I really think is interesting about this particular issue, bless you, by the way, Thank uh, you. is I, I wonder if this is the first issue where we have, you know, the core team here of writers and artists because it says – on the third page, it says, Story by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. Pencils by Michael Dooney. Inks and tones by Eastman, Laird, and Dooney. Ryan Brown and Jim Lawson. And letters are done by Steve Levine. So that's the uh, core group right there. That Those yeah, are the legends cool. right there. So I don't know if they were all involved with issue 8, the crossover. But here they are in issue 9, and they're going to be kind of a mainstay for quite some time. Uh, yeah. And then kind of branch off and do different turtle projects a little later on. So it's kind of cool to have the whole group here doing this issue. And it definitely shows. It's a gorgeous comic. So uh, to start things out here, we get a uh, dream sequence. And it's a, it's a pretty, uh, pretty interesting one. It looks like it's a uh, battle between some samurai warriors. And here you got this guy uh, wearing shorts and a sleeveless t-shirt uh, on the left. Uh, he's right in the middle of this battle, like kind of huddled against a rock, going, "What's going on?" Uh, and you know, he kind of stands out like a sore thumb. So you realize something's not quite right here. But at the bottom of the page, we see that these samurais in this battle are all carrying this this flagship banner, uh, and it looks like kind of like a sideways figure eight. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and then the guy in the sleeveless shirt, he wakes up, and it was all a dream here. But uh, let's see. So he's like, "Oh, that symbol, that dream again." What could it mean? And then we get the title screen, you know, where uh, it's the turtles. It's kind of a cutaway back to the uh, turtles training in the sewers. And it's, it's really nice and polished the way they do that. And if you notice, in the top uh, panel of page three, you've got Chet's. It looks like a, I don't know what store it is, but the store's name's Chet's. So there's another Easter egg there. Uh, and then in, uh, we get the cutaway to the turtles training in the sewers. With Splinter, who's cracking the whip. Yeah. What do you think of the turtles' design here? Because, like, they're very, very... A couple of them are pretty different, where they're wearing, like, full head bandanas this time. You know? I actually oh, yeah. love the full head bandanas. Like, especially uh, the second panel with Leonardo, where he's, like, posing with a sword. I, I like that look for him. I think it looks really good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. all four of them are wearing it in this issue. And I, I know, they like... To do that. What's that? So I wonder why they decided to do that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm reading the Color Classics issue, so it's just, like, really standing out because it's all red and everything. So, Wow. Uh, yeah, I'm reading from my uh, works uh, edition here. Uh, so it really stands out to me. I kind of like it, but it does kind of fall under the same, uh, the same trap as a lot of the early comics do, where it's just like, yeah, but they all kind of look like the same turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you know 
Yeah, but it's, I really, it's... I really do like when Splinter hits uh, Michelangelo over the head with his walking stick, and then you just see like his eyes, yeah, really, swirly like, eyes, <laughs> swirly eyes and stars and everything. I really like that. So their person, they were starting to get into their classic personalities here. They were very slowly getting there. And I, you know, I kind of wonder why in this issue uh, they're making Michelangelo train with uh, different weapons. The uh, uh, Manrique Gusari. Yeah, Raphael has. Uh, he's got two. Uh, they're called tonfas. They look like billy clubs that uh, police batons that they have. And uh, yeah, they, oh, okay. they've just shown them with different weapons. Like he even mentions how Michelangelo or uh, Leonardo is going to start sparring soon because he his forms are good, but he's got to fight more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, just to show off that they can do kind of I think kind of just to show off that they can do it all, but also just so the artist can uh have them doing something different, you know, because it probably gets boring drawing size and nunchucks every every issue. <laughs> true, true. Um by the way, I just love Splinter's look uh in this comic book. Mm-hmm. He almost looks like a rat/wolf, and I I don't know, yeah. I just always like the original Splinter's design. You know the the way yeah. he looks, um, but you know I I never realized how significantly shorter he is than the turtles. So if the turtles yeah. are four feet tall, yeah. then he's got to be like three foot five. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no kidding, yeah. It's, that's what that that's just one of the things that kind of just like pulls me out of these comics. It's just like they they shouldn't be that short because if they're that short, they can't do karate. You know, it's just <laughs> you can't kick a dude in the face when you're four feet tall. <laughs> well, unless they've got sweet ups. Yeah, they've got to have some props. <laughs> they do. So, uh, so you know, during their training sequence, um, uh, my, you know, after Splinter's reprimanding Michelangelo and stuff, he kind of gets distracted. Like the, there's almost like a pulling, like something's something's trying to grab his attention, and he realizes, oh man, maybe it's something going on. Maybe I need to meditate and and find out what's going on here. And you know, I I find this part really interesting because uh, I see the parallels here uh, with. Believe it or not, the next mutation, you know, with with the spirit plane, um, dream warriors, yep, yeah, dream warriors, <laughs> <laughs> dream warriors. Oh Sorry. gosh, I love it. Uh, so you know, uh, Splinter he goes into his little meditation room, and uh, by the way, he's got a pretty sweet setup there. He's got the candles and the incense and everything. So he finally meditates, gets to the spiritual plane here, and he realized, or the astral plane. He said, what was that presence on the astral plane? A brief touch, searching. Gorgeous, gorgeous scene here where the hands are kind of reaching out behind Splinter's eyes there. Uh, there's Splinter there. Uh, and his eyes are kind of open up in shock. Cool scene. So the next day, kind of the same thing. They're, they're training, and once again, uh, Splinter's like, you know, something's not right. Okay, Turtles, just take the rest of the day off. Just, Just be quiet. And of course, you got Michelangelo. Yes, a day off, and he's freaking out. And uh, my uh, Donatello's like, "Oh yeah, that was real quiet." Yeah. Or uh, Raph said that. I'm sorry. Yeah, Donatello's <laughs> talking about. I can't. I can't wait to go read books <laughs> <laughs> because he's a nerd. Yeah, that, like that. That's me. You know, it's so funny. Anytime we have a day off now, or when Grayson's reading, uh, or I'm sorry, when Grayson's sleeping, uh, I'm like, "Oh man, all right. I now I can. Now it's time for some real fun." So I kick back on the couch and I read a book. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm getting away with something. So uh, anyways, uh, so Splinter goes back to meditating, and this time he's able to contact somebody from the astral plane. And it's it's a man named uh, Gosai Hatsume? Hatsumi? Yeah. Uh, yeah, sure, something like that. 
Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Okay. And the old man, unfortunately, he's he's dying, and he, he's seeking Splinter's help here. He said, "He's helped me to pass on the spirit force of the Gosai Samurai clan through the ages, passed on from father to son. Now it is my turn, but my son is lost to me." And Splinter goes, "Is he dead?" Uh, and he goes, "No, he lives in New York City, and yours." He lives in your city of New York, but his spirit is dead. My only chance to pass on the Force... See, I, I constantly thought of Star Wars here, especially with the evil father. <laughs> uh, is to his son, my only grandchild. And he, and he stands on the knife's edge. Um, he's at the critical point of decision to follow his father's path of evil, Darth Vader, or to take up the Gosai Samurai way of honor, the Jedi. And continue the Gosai tradition. If he does not, our family line may not or may not die out, but the Gosai Boshido spirit will be dust. And you know, I love this Splinter. He's like, "Hey, just tell me what I can do to help." Yeah. And they and they have this great uh, little. The thing that's great about this storyline is like this old uh, Hatsumi guy. He's dying. Like he's he tells Splinter he's literally ten hours away from dying. Yeah. I don't know how he mapped it out like that, but he's yeah. ten hours away from dying. <laughs> And, like, for his plan to work, like, Splinter and Hatsumi, uh, they have to mentally switch bodies. So, like, one thing they didn't comment on with this issue, my one fail, my one fault against this issue, is that when uh, Hatsumi, because obviously Splinter agrees, Hatsumi goes into Splinter's body and Splinter goes into Hatsumi's body. But like, and then Splinter just has one line in Hatsumi's body. He says that dude's dying fast. You know, he's just like <laughs> he's like a dry leaf on a strong wind. And they don't really go into it much. But like, Splinter's just dying in this bed for ten hours. And yeah, you know, it's just like, man, what's he? I mean, obviously, you only have so many pages. But like, what's Splinter going through? That's got to be crazy. And it's just the like, fact they, that he would help him too. I mean, that says a lot about Splinter. Yeah, it really does, yeah. But I really I really do like how just Splinter is just so not desperate, but Splinter is just so into helping people. You know, yeah. especially if this was not a thing about family honor, I don't think Splinter would have been like, eh, well you got more money, more problems, dude, I guess, you know. So. <laughs> yeah, and I and my one of my favorite panels in this whole book is where they touch hands and they transfer their spirits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is a cool shot. I love that. Uh, so um, anyway, so yeah, they, they like Josh said, they kind of switch consciousness. So now Splinter's in the bed, dying. He's only got several hours left before he, he will die if, if things aren't fixed in time. And then you've got um, Hatsumi. Yeah, Hatsumi in Splinter's body. Now Splinter, or Hatsumi, uh, he's going to go to this, I guess, corporation in, in the middle of New York. It's a crime mm-hmm. syndicate where uh, this guy his father runs this place you know the evil father so of course the turtles you know he takes the turtles with them and they're going to sneak in through the air ducts and really really cool little shot here and i love how the dojo itself or whatever this building is has its own helicopter landing pad i'm like (laughs) this is this is serious stuff what this building reminds me of this actually reminds me of shredder's uh layer in the 2003 series i was thinking the same thing yes with the roof and everything it's the exact same building. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. it. 
Man, see, I really love this. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was, oh, I'm sorry, man. I was just saying, see, the more I read of the Mirage series, the more I realize how good the 2003 series is at referencing a lot of stuff. It's great stuff. Yeah, it is. So what are you saying, Jose? No, I really like, it's just, there's like six pages of just the turtles infiltrating the base and taking out ninjas because they find out that, so they find out, here, let's see, let me see if I can find their names here. Okay, so uh, the the father's name is Gosei Kenji, and his son, the guy who's having the dreams about the samurai battles, was Gosei Hattori. And the whole thing about them is uh, the father, Kenji, wants his son to take over the family business, and Hattori doesn't want to. He's in college. He wants to go for his master's degree, and his father just wants nothing to do with it. But you find out that corruption is bred from within on this uh, crime syndicate, that his under uh, Kenji's underlings are, they have a plot to assassinate him and son, so they can divide up the wealth that the father has amassed over his years of crime. And so Splinter tells, or let's see, yeah, Splinter possessed Splinter tells the Ninja Turtles to take out the assassins that are all over this building, and it's just like six pages oh, great of the stuff. Ninja Turtles just like covertly infiltrating this building and taking out these assassins. Now, Kevin, Kevin Eastman, he was the action scene guy, right? Like, he did a lot of the layouts, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He yeah. is so good at that, so good at that, because, like, I'm looking at, there's no dialogue on, like, page 15, but, boy, it looks awesome. It's all just fighting. I love, I love, that. I love that scene on page 15 where Donatello's just kind of hovering above, drops his bow stuff, and then just, like, takes him out. Oh yeah, like look at that last panel on that same page with Donatello. He's he's got his bow staff. He's whacking the samurai right, or the ninja right across the face with the bow staff. But just look at his yeah. face, man. I mean, he's he's like gritting his teeth. It's just it's so detailed. It looks great. Yeah, and actually, like if you really pay attention to those panels, Donatello drops the bow staff, and this ninja picks it up. Oh, nice. Donatello is hanging from the ceiling. And he drops down behind the ninja and actually takes his bow staff out of the ninja's hand without the ninja even noticing. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's amazing. And just like how skilled down how skilled all of these turtles are, because the next page is Michelangelo taking a, just hiding in a water fountain and taking a ninja out and like drowning him. Yeah, <laughs> in again, this water fountain. Right, and once again, you know, the, the bottom uh right hand uh panel with Michael Michelangelo gritting his teeth and all the water dripping. I mean, man, yeah. it's just so detailed. I love the artwork in these books. Yeah, and Raphael, of course, just punches out a ninja and knocks him out. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> and Leonardo is actually with Splinter, and he's he takes out the final... Um, actually, yeah, he does take out the final assassin, and this one ninja, he's got just a rifle, and it's just trying to shoot everybody. And actually shoots the father, Kenji. Yeah. And Leonardo takes out the assassin by throwing a ninja star into his eye. Like, oh, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is crazy. What an ironic demise. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. That's terrible. Uh, that Probably was... Terrible. Uh, well, you know what? I can't, I can't think of that. It takes a certain... It takes a specific set of skills to think of really terrible puns to uh -huh. say. Do you see what I, I did there? Yeah. Man. <laughs> If only I had the foresight. Have I, oh, yeah. Have I blinded you with my wit? <laughs> uh, all right, I'm done. I'm done. But, uh, yeah, so crazy stuff there. Um, so uh, what, was the, what was the boy's name again? Uh, Kenji? Hattori. 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 Uh, yeah, so Kenji Hattori, was the father. Okay, so Kenji's killed. 
And, uh, you know, Hattori, he takes it pretty rough. But he's like, wait a minute. What is going on here? Who are you guys? And Splinter several times has to go, hey, look, I'm your grandfather. All right, I know I look like a giant rat. I know I probably am a giant rat, but I'm your grandfather. So eventually... That is exactly can... how he said it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, look, I'm your grandfather. Yeah, by the way. Yeah. So, um, you know, eventually he convinces him. He's like, look, look, I, I know who you are. I can tell you everything about your past, including our samurai um, clan and, and the honor that it uh, represented. So he eventually finally convinces his grandson by drawing the symbol that was in his dreams. He says, search from your memory. Do you recall it? And finally, he's like, yeah, that symbol, that's, that's the same one. That, that's the one that was in my dreams. Um, and finally, uh, the grandfather's name, one more time, what was it? Oh, was it? let me go back. Gen- uh, Kansai, Hatsumi. Hatsumi. Hatsumi, yeah. Uh, he has to, he's like, look, you got to trust me. I, I, I need you. You are the only hope for this clan um, to, to have any honor again. Uh, so finally, he, I guess, transfers his spirit into um, the, the grandson. The grandson. He's like, I'm trying, grandfather. So, son, but I feel something expanding in my mind. Yes, a door is opening. Now I do want it. And a great, great panel on page 26 where it's kind of a creepy or a crazy panel where, uh, you know, Splinter's transferring everything to him. And he says, you are worthy of the ghost sign name, my grandchild. Accept my spirit and through me, the love of our ancestors, take our lives. Uh, and then I guess after that. Yeah, it's, it's kind of crazy. He passes on his entire family's knowledge onto this kid. So, yeah, because it looks like he's. It, I thought it was going to be like a twist at the end, where like the grandfather like takes over his grandson's body, but it was oh, just yeah. the knowledge that he imparted upon him. So I it, thank God they didn't do the the body swap thing there. I was like, oh man, that'd be terrible. He's going to put his grandson into his dying body, and he's going to take over his grandson's body. It's like, oh man, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so after that, um, it says. Uh, I guess Splinter and the old man, the grandfather, they, they switch uh, consciousness back again. But it's it's a cool scene. It's it's really interesting the way they, they drew it. And it almost looks like Splinter is crying. Like you see a tear by his mouth there. But, you know, it, it's almost like he acknowledges that he's going to die. Or at least the yeah. spirit inside him is going to die. Yeah. Uh, so really, really cool panel. And I love the artwork there. It's very interesting the way they did it. He says, it is over, and I go to my rest. Thank you, friend Splinter. Uh, he says, you honor me with your gratitude, Hatsumi. Perhaps in another life we will meet again. Farewell. And so you think the issue is over, then all of a sudden another samurai shows up. But this time, the grandson opens a can on him. You know, yeah, and it's really cool. It's just like the 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 spirit of his family lineage is guiding him through this fight. It's like, because... This is, he's just an average guy. He's not yeah. a martial artist. He's not a fighter. He's not anything. And he just takes this assassin out on his own. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It reminds me of that scene in The Matrix. You know, where it's like, whoa, I know Kung Fu. Yeah. You know, like, he's know. completely surprised. He knows how to do any of this stuff. You know, I, got a real, I got a real Assassin's Creed vibe from it, where it was just genetic memories. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, but... And then you find out, you know, the. I think it's kind of, I don't know if this character 
Hattori ever shows up again. I really don't know. You, I don't think you ever find out what he does, whether he takes over his father's business. I mean, you know he's not going to take over his dad's business, but whether he, what he does in, in name of the Gosei clan, it's really yeah. interesting, this character, and then I don't think they ever follow up with him. Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting they bring him back in IDW. They've done it a lot of that. It would be really cool. Yeah, I mean, that would be that would be a really good counterpoint to, you know, Shredder and Kitsune and all that. Yeah, yeah, I mean, because right now you've got Splinter still in control of the Foot Clan, but then again, you've got, uh, I don't know, there, there's something you could do there. I don't know. But, uh, but yeah, so this episode ends. Basically, um, uh, Splinter just kind of bids farewell and says, you know, I hope you realize that you have a lot of power now and, you know, use it for good. And uh, the Turtles, I love, uh, is that Michelangelo doing the handstand on the roof? on Doing a break dance on the yeah. roof. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. So they just kind of go back to their lair. Uh, says, and you, Michelangelo, stop goofing around. And he smacks him with his little uh, Smacks him there. with a cane again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then that's it. See, that so, kid's splinter was always an abusive father. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, so that's the end of the issue. So, uh, once again, a uh, not a continuing story. Just a standalone issue there, um, yeah. so that's that's two in a row with, you know, the Renette storyline and and now this one, but I thoroughly enjoyed it. So what do you guys think? Man, I was I was really surprised how much I liked this because I had never read it. I, I always just kind of skipped past it so I can get to the Leonardo one shot and then pick up with the Return of the Foot Clan and all that and go into Northampton. But I really enjoyed it. It was a really con- it made me want to see like a, a modern reinterpretation of it. You know? Oh yeah. Yep. So eight out of ten. I liked it. Love that. Love the combat and action scenes in this. Yes. Yeah, so oh, eight gorgeous. out of ten. Yeah, it's, seeing this team work on that. Ah, uh, man. It, it, I think this is as, as gorgeous as the comic book gets in in some respects. You know, for the first volume. But uh, yeah, I, I'm with you. At least an eight out of ten for me. So what about you, yes. Mister T? This is definitely when they hit their stride. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed this, too. I'm actually... I'm going to go higher than A. I'm actually going to give this a, a 10 out of 10. Uh, wow. Just for that scenes alone, and just for the character, Gose, I mean, like like Josh, like Josh said, I, I'd love to see him again. Uh, yeah. And even, you know, even though this is just a standalone, you know, issue, there was so much... There was so much emotion, you know, between Splinter and, you know, the dying man and, you know, the, the turtles, you know, Splinter saying, hey, we have a mission, you know, get your weapons ready. And, you know, even even the scenes with no dialogue where it's just the turtles taking out the assassins, you know, it's almost like something like out of a movie. Yeah. And for that, I'm going to give this 10 slices of pizza out of 10. Perfect score. Nice, nice. Good job, yeah. Good this, stuff. This you could tell that this is a Peter Laird story because he always goes to the emotional uh, storylines, the dramatic storylines. He doesn't really do the comedy stuff like Peter, like Kevin Eastman does a lot more of the really crazy and off kilter and out there storylines, which is great. And you can tell that when those two work together, oh. especially a story that Peter Laird had written, you know, it it really it really made for a great issue. Yeah. Yeah. And it is a good standalone. Not everything has to lead to something else, but it really is a testament to the strength of this uh, particular issue's writing that it makes you kind of sad that there's a character that was just kind of left off to his own devices and never seen again. 
and you wanted to see that character again. Like, yeah. I would love to see this guy come back, you know. And you know what's crazy about all this is this is only issue nine. So they've not even broken into the double digits yet. And look how much they've yeah. already done. Right. Yeah. And this is, and like we both said, this is when, like, the whole Mirage crew came together. And this is when their stride started. This oh, is yeah. When, this is yeah. when Ninja Turtles happened. You know, yeah, for me. yeah. This is on the cusp of, like, so this is December of 86. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, uh, uh, September, September of 86. So they are on the cusp. Uh, just in a couple months is when that cartoon's going to debut, right? Uh, or no, that was in 87, wasn't it? Yeah, 87, yeah. Oh, okay, so, so yeah, they year. still got a year, yeah. Yeah. yeah but, so. like, the next issues, uh, that like the Leonardo one-shot and issue 10, those are, like, my favorite Mirage issues, you know, because it was, it was the Leonardo one-shot with the return of Shredder, and then they have the iconic fight at the antique store where Casey Jones shows up and Casey fights Shredder and they go to Northampton at the end. You can really see where the movie took its inspiration, where the original 1990 film took its inspiration from. Awesome. And it's just, it's the beginning of my favorite uh, little kind of run for the Turtles, you know, because a lot happened at that where like Tales of the Team and T started up not too long after this. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about that because I've actually – I remember reading that and I don't remember how. Maybe I downloaded it, but I don't have a print of issue 10. So I, I've got to get on the ball before the next uh, next time we return to the classic era. Yeah, yeah. It's Sweet. pretty good. Hey, Rap, where are you going? Out to a movie. That okay with you? Yeah. Okay, guys, so for today's green screen, once again, we are back to the classic era of the Ninja Turtles, and we are uh, well into Season 2 now, so uh, I believe this is the fifth episode of Season 2, and I want to say, I'm not sure how many episodes we've already watched at this point, so maybe 10 or or 11, uh, you know, since we started the show. It's kind of cool to get right in the middle of the second season. This is where they're really starting to hit their stride as a, you know, uh, show and syndication, um, yep. And the original air date for this one, by the way, this is Curse of the Evil Eye, was, uh, looks like, October 29th of 1988. So, uh, about roughly about two years after this comic we just read. Um, but yeah, this was written by Martin Pascoe. And just before this one was The Mean Machines. I remember that one. And the next episode is, as Mr. T just alluded to, The Case of the Killer Pizzas, one of my favorites. So... Uh, we are making our way through season two. We're almost halfway there now. So uh, I don't remember this one at all, guys. Do you? No, nope, I've I've never even heard of this. <laughs> I, I watched this one, but I want to say I watched it oh like two years ago because my mom actually got me season one and season two like on Christmas. Oh, so nice. I was watching season one and season two back to back. So I want to say I've only seen this once, but I vaguely remember it. Yeah, yeah I don't. Remember I mean, it all. we've all we've all seen it. It's just yeah, <laughs> it's just part of that collective Ninja Turtles bubble we all have in our head. So <laughs> it's it's going to look familiar and foreign all at the same time. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah you're right because I've noticed that several times. You know, like the Mean Machines. Uh, at the time, I was like Mean Machines. I don't remember that at all. 
yeah. you know, the, from the title. But then when I went back, it was like, oh, yeah, I remember that, that creepy computer guy, you know, with a weird voice. So, yeah. you know, yeah. shades of those memories start coming back. But, golly, <clears throat> it's been a long time. So, so guys, if you want to follow along with us, I'll uh, provide a link in the show notes for you. And uh, you can go ahead and follow along as we uh, do our little commentary here. So we're going to go ahead and click play in five, four, three, two, one, and click. Wow, mine was loud. And love this theme song. Yeah. <laughs> I know I say that every time, but this is just But it's the, the truth. This is the best theme song to any cartoon ever. It never got better than this. And for if us. you think I'm wrong, I will fight you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. He's got size, nunchucks, Rob he's got it all. Fight you. I, I won't. No, don't, don't sign me up for that. You kidding? Yeah. All five foot nine of them. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I'm a little guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, Rob, did you ever see that video of uh, our friend Gabe that actually did the cover of Ninja Turtles on his electric guitar? Yes. Oh. Yes. Gabe did an awesome job on that. Yeah. He, he's the one that uh, he was making fun of us because we were making fun of our age, but he's... he's uh, 40 years old and a diehard Turtles fan, but he did a electric guitar cover of of the Turtles uh, theme, and it was really good. And we open up to the docks. The, Beatles, the docks. <laughs> yep. Nothing good ever happens on docks. No, no. especially not in New York. Oh, no. Man, like Here come the Turtles and coveralls, <laughs> and they all have fake beards on. <laughs> <laughs> They look Amish. They do. Oh, that's right. They've got the Eye of Sarna thing. I forgot about that. What is the Eye of Sarnan? Uh, Eye of Sarnath, that was a crystal. Uh, it was an alien crystal that could, uh, I think it was shrink or enlarge things, like, uh, you know, to catastrophic sizes. <laughs> Shredder's wearing a raincoat. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> well, he doesn't want to get rusty. That's a good point. I <laughs> just forgot the hat on. <laughs> He's going whaling. You incompetent maggot. This is a fish. <laughs> Master Shredder, he uh, beat me to it. Oh. oh. <laughs> one mean mackerel. Never mind that. One mean mackerel. I love it. Mackerel. The important thing is we have the final fragment. Fragments moved out of range. We've lost it. Yeah, once I think, if I remember correctly, like once all these fragments are um, recovered together, that's when you can transform things into different sizes and stuff. So, so it's the hyperstone. <laughs> yeah, in a lot of ways, yeah. Correction, Baxter. I will possess it. You will go get lunch. Poor Baxter. <laughs> So, yeah, Baxter's still not a fly yet, so... We're getting there, though. I think that happens in this season. Shredder doesn't have a mask on, man. You never see him without his mask. Yeah, yeah. There's the, uh... Porkchop phone. Porkchop. Attach it to my helmet, Krang, so that I can control its awesome abilities through sheer thought and use that power to first rid myself of... I don't remember this episode at all, so far. I have no clue what's going on. <laughs> Looks good. Yeah. Yep. Hey, that gizmo really does work. That's not why. Look. 
If Shredder does have the eye, Baxter will lead us right to him. I like Baxter's mullet. Uh -oh. I didn't, I didn't realize how long it was. Oh, they're fugitives. Is, is that because uh, the Crooked Ninja Turtle Gang thing? Or I thought they already dispelled that. I can't remember. Probably, yeah, but, you know, not everybody knows everything, I guess. Upsy-daisy. <laughs> 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 Oh, pretty rare of them to show them using their weapons in this show, you know? Right, yeah. Now they're sleeping with the fishes. I'm sorry, that's terrible. Enough with the comedy. We've lost Baxter. Wow, even Leonardo said it. Yeah, enough with the comedy. There's our answer. But beware, Shredder. The power of the eye has one limitation. Now, where is Shredder at right now? It looks like a Chinese restaurant. He's in, he's in an opera house or something. I'm, oh, I'm sorry. They were on, there was a ship that was, like, for sale. And they just, mm. they're just setting up shop in there. All right, put some math back on. He makes it look so easy. Uh oh. It's hothead. And whatever I create, I can control. Oh, it's totally hothead. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> I love Baxter hiding under a table. It's the never-ending story. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking, how big is that room they were in? Just no kidding. Friggin' dragon in there. You're flying around, yeah. I've had plenty of room. He just turned around yeah. and signed the What a flowers. nice bouquet. He even had a tag on it. <laughs> what in the world is that thing? Vernon looks sick. He does. <laughs> what was that on his, the side of his face? It's gone now. That's a falcon. Uh-huh. <laughs> Vernon sucks. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't remember that driver. Is he in any other episodes? I don't. I don't think so. This, this show was so uh, you could you could count on them to have a character just to be mutated or just to be a MacGuffin of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good throw. Yeah, force it down. Yes. Ah! I love him calling <laughs> him a coward. This ride is a definite e-ticket. Give it up, Shredder. 
Come and get it, you genetic accidents. <laughs> wow. That helmet. We've got to get it off. Why don't they, why doesn't he just wish the turtles away? You know, or turn them into snowflakes or something like that, you know? Just Yeah, yeah, true. Ooh. <laughs> commercial break. <laughs> and anytime I heard that um, that music there, I was like, oh, commercial's about to happen. Commercial. I can go get my high C. <laughs> well, what do you know? Surf's up! <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I wonder where the dragon went. Oh, watch it, dude. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, he's fine. Oh. Can't Vernon fire people? I don't. He's a. He's I, just yeah. a he, no trace of he's not burn. Yeah, I know. He's what just a cameraman. He can't really fire anyone. It's the fuzz. They look so happy. I know they're all smiling. <laughs> I like how I kept the helmet. Whatever am I gonna yeah, he's just wearing it. Just... <laughs> how to fix your messed up... I love that Walkman on the table, too. And that was about the time when, like... You remember in the 90s? Like, there were self-help books everywhere. Oh, yeah. I like how the cat actually kind of looks like Clunk a little bit. A little bit, yeah. I like how I can hear it through the helmet. Yeah, I know, right? Obviously you fell out of the sky because Shredder could not sustain. Now what suits are the are those pizza delivery suits? And since he failed to Man, they, they must take their job pretty seriously if they think pizza delivery people wear coveralls. Yeah. <laughs> and they're initialized, too. They have L, they have L on them for some reason. Yeah. And see how they're carrying their pizzas? That's just gonna make a mess. You know, they're carrying them like boats. Sideways, yeah. At least our disguises won't be a total loss. Smacks them. You smack them in the face. <laughs> Gosh, how many times has, has Shredder punched a punching bag? Not now. Crane finds out about this. But Master, I... I said silence, you blithering fool. I'm thinking... <laughs> Poor Master. Your ridiculous toys at a time like this. Ridiculous toys. Hm? Now stop wasting my time with those idiotic inventions of yours. Why right, see the weights in the background? Baxter. Yeah. So he so he does work out. He's got to work out. Yeah. No, I mean with that physique. You know that 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 thing reminds me of the um oh what's it called from Ghostbusters the Ecto Tractor. Yeah. <laughs> I just started watching the Ghostbusters cartoon a couple of days ago. I'd never seen it before. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it's all on Netflix now. Like, oh, it's great. The real Ghostbusters like, man, this is a creepy show. What? <laughs> yeah, some of those monsters were pretty terrifying. Yeah, my kids love it. Yeah. <laughs> Especially the babies. Like, I'll put that on and they just, like, stand in the middle of the living room watching it. It's this helmet. It turns objects into anything I want. Why, I don't need a job. I can create money. For instance... I could turn this gold watch into lots of gold. Piles and piles of gold. Oh, it didn't work. I wonder why not. Because you're an idiot, that's why. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, that was funny. Oh. Boy, Baxter really laid it out there. What's going oh on? Oh my gosh. But I do. How does that, how did he make a gun that shoots hands and feet? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. That poor guy. He never gets a break. And we never see him again. Probably not, yeah. Uh, probably not after this episode. Yeah. Aha! The perfect place to build an edifice that reflects my genius. Yeah, let's not do anything inconspicuous or anything like that. Face it, guys. Without the sarnathometer, it's needle in a haystack time. A man of my genius deserves magnificent quarters. It's gonna have a, it's gonna have his face on it someplace. I guarantee it. <laughs> oh no, he made the Taj Mahal. Very wow. good. Wow. <laughs> totally awesome. Looks like somebody's already found the helmet. Let's find out. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Let's get him, but before we do, let's all get naked. Yeah. <laughs> and the people just kind of casually look over like, huh, that was weird. Huh. Looks kind of like a big turtle. <laughs> oh, man, now is there a figure of this guy? No, there's no figure of him, but he was actually a boss in the Turtles in Time arcade game. Yeah, I was actually yeah. just about to mention that, yeah. Yeah, he was like Concrete Man or something like that, yeah. Hey Rob, you remember that Sega game? Like, I think it was an S. No, it was a Super Nintendo game that was like, you know, Lester the Loser or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah. You remember that game? Isn't that just what this guy reminds you of? <laughs> just yeah. Like, <laughs> just like the poor guy you ever saw in your life. Yeah. Just, 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 no job, no money. The only thing yeah. that loves him is a cat. It's probably cat. gonna be dead in a week. Yeah, because you can't feed him. Yeah. Yeah. Man, that thing's humongous. No, I love that sound. That's <laughs> also the this same sound they use. This is actually oh, a really cool creature here. Oh yeah. Yeah, that sounds also the same sound they use like when they're eating pizza. Yeah. It goes. <laughs> Just batting at it. Oh, Leonardo. <laughs> no He's got the swords. worst sword, man. His swords are either breaking or they're just like, or they just don't accomplish anything. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I remember there's an episode that I watched one time where uh, Krang 
Krang did something to New York City, and he, like, froze all of New York City, so Michelangelo was freaking out that the the refrigerator was frozen solid, and Leonardo's just sitting there just whacking at it with his swords like nothing's even happening. Wow, so Baxter turned it on Shredder. The Shredder can just cut through all this stuff. What are you doing? We'll need all see, the help we see, Leonardo needs to get like the material Shredder uses. Well, not only that, like I think Shredder just like spends an hour every day just like sharpening his blades, and Leonardo just doesn't have that kind of discipline. No, no. Which is ironic. But... <laughs> Whoa! Uh -oh. What? He made a lion out of electricity. <laughs> I'd hate to have this guy's electric bill. That's not the worst plan. I mean, either he's not wrong. Give me back my helmet. It's mine, and I came for it. Give it to me. Get away from me, wimp. Yeah. Oh, Shredder just like straight up decked him. Shredder just knocked that guy out. Yeah, called him a wimp. I'll turn it into another monster. It's not working. So the eye does have a limitation. It has no effect on gold. Now. Ah. Oh, okay. There is a weakness. <laughs> Wow. Wow, I just did a magic carpet ride out. That's awesome. <laughs> I can show you the world. You're the world. <laughs> He's gone, and he took the okay, so Shredder finally used this thing the way it was meant to. He's going to kill the turtles with it. There you go. Yeah. End of series. <laughs> yep, that's how it ended. Oh, Splinter was a different from news theme. Okay. I like the music. It's like an upbeat Channel 6 news theme music. Well, now, if Splinter could do that, why didn't Leonardo use the swords? Yeah. Wow, Lester saved her. Or Blodgett. Well, it's a long story, which we don't have time for now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> He's like, hey, sorry to break this to you, but April's kind of our girl. Don't don't try yeah. it, man. great. Then all we have to do to beat him is lure him to Fort Knox. Wait, I just thought of something. The curator at the Museum of Natural History is a friend of mine. So, of course. So, <laughs> of course he is. Golden shields from ancient. They have to go back to the museum in the morning. Yo, gang! I scooped out. You would think that'd be pretty heavy. Wow, I'm not seeing these guys. Donatello, detach the glider. 
Yeah, they kind of look like souped-up versions of uh, the stone soldiers. That's what I was thinking, yeah. yeah. Why did you just destroy your own turtle blimp? Wow, <laughs> yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh. uh. <laughs> So did that glider just crash into a building then? You know, <laughs> there was nobody <laughs> flying it. Oh, it's mine now, and no one can take it from me. Shredder, the Sarnathometer is reaching critical mass. What? It was designed to <laughs> what? eye by triggering a massive explosion when the two came in contact. <laughs> Uh oh. Oh! And there Everyone goes the one on the bridge died. <laughs> this show really makes it look like nobody lives in New York. Yeah, no kidding. There's nobody on the bridge. Nothing going on there. You don't suppose he bit the big one, do you? No such luck. I have a feeling he'll be back. And probably sooner than we think. And once again, our city was saved by those mysterious heroes, the Ninja Turtles. Uh, Miss April, I can't thank you enough for getting Mr. Vernon to give me my job back. Uh, oh, so he did. Lester's about to get friend-zoned. <laughs> oh, wow. Chipmunks. Uh, G.I. Joe. <laughs> that was funny. That's it's just, hey, it's just so Leonardo like shooting a machine gun like Rambo. That was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Restaurant I could find. Oh, I uh, forgot to tell you. Uh, Vernon said the cost of replacing the news van you wrecked is coming out of your salary. Yeah, it is. Well, in that case, would you mind terribly if I just sent out for pizza? Pizza! Yeah! Ah, there it is. <laughs> And you never see that character again, or at nope. least I don't remember him. Well, you know, he right. probably just got demoted to working in the mailroom or something. Yeah, they can't trust him with the van anymore. Nope. All right, guys. So, I, you know, this is one of the few that nothing stood out to me as far as things I remember. So, I, I, I don't know if I had seen this once as a kid and completely forgot about it, but, yeah, nothing really stood out. What about you guys? I couldn't remember seeing it as a kid. I mean, because just like the monster designs kind of just just popped out to me. But, oh, uh, okay. Um, yeah, I really like I really like that concrete monster and that electrical monster was pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, you saw you saw the concrete monster. That was cool. He was cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, what about you, Mister T? Did you like this episode? Uh yeah, it wasn't bad. I'll probably give about a seven out of ten. Uh, I really liked the how how the stone worked. It sort of reminded me of how the stone worked in uh, the Hyperstone Heist, which that was like another thing is that like other than the Nickelodeon series, you never really see another Super Shredder. I think I think that would be kind of cool if they actually did like a new series one time where they have like Super Shredder, but he kind of has like the same powers that he has like all, on like the video game where he can like turn you into like a tiny turtle. Yeah. yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> and he can control fire and ice and stuff like that. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I, you know, I, I agree with you guys. I think it was a pretty solid uh, episode. I'd, I'd probably give it around a seven. It wasn't anything, you know, it wasn't anything ama uh, amazing, but it's you no, know, it's a good filler episode, and it was, it was good to kind of finally see the Eye of Sarnath 
work, you know, because yeah. for a big chunk of the second season, they're trying to get the fragments together uh, in order to get it to work. So now we finally see the uh, fruits of all that. So, yeah. um, you know, pretty solid uh, episode. Uh, not too bad. Yeah, I can't really. I, I feel like if you want to have your friends, if you want to show your friends that don't watch Ninja Turtles, a Ninja Turtle cartoon, don't show them this one. Because I feel <laughs> like the three of us, I think all three of us were, instead of laughing with the show, we were actively laughing at just like how ridiculous this thing was. <laughs> because, yeah, <laughs> good episode, very entertaining, but it was just like, yeah, wow, this is just, man, this is scraping the bottom of the barrel for this series right here. <laughs> so, but it was good. I liked it, you know? I mean, great, great character designs, you know, all throughout. Yeah. So, loved it. Like it. All right. Say solid, solid. Well, Guys, that wraps up another episode of the Classic Era. So uh, we are done there. You know, that's Good. another couple of things in the books there. So so I guess right next round we'll be on the 2003 series, and we'll kind of uh, keep you guys up to date on what we're going to be covering there. Uh, so hopefully we'll get to do that next Saturday. I did randomly pick a winner here, and <laughs> it's going to be a little tricky here because he didn't leave his name. But uh, he was one of our callers for the Secret of the Use episode, He's the one. Now, you guys probably didn't hear this message because uh, he had called after we had already recorded. Oh. But uh, he was one that was – he provided a lot of um, memories regarding the movie. And also, uh, he's, he said, if, if from my memory, if, if, it's, if it's correct, that his mom actually knew some of the actors in the film. No so, way. Yeah, yeah. And actually said when uh, – I think there's a Michelangelo line when they say something about Ralph Nader, and when Ralph Nader was uh, uh, run run for president, yeah. he specifically voted for him just because Michelangelo had mentioned that. <laughs> so, you know, great, great um, voicemail. I think it's edited into the last episode. So if you've not heard it, it's toward the end of the episode. But yeah, you've won, man. You get the box. So please um, send us an email at turtleflakespodcast@gmail.com. Let us know, you know, your name, your address, and we'll send you that gift. Uh, we really, really appreciate, uh, you know, the feedback, and that goes for everybody who who emailed in and and called us. Man, that was awesome to hear so many different um, listeners from all over the world. So it's really, really cool, and it goes to show that you know that old adage: you never know who's listening. So, uh, so guys, uh, if you want to check us out again. You can reach out to uh, uh, just Google search us. You'll find all the links. Uh, our Facebook group page is probably our most interactive page, and that's where uh, Mr. T, Thaddeus, my main man himself, uh, he posts a lot of great content on there. So that's facebook.com slash groups slash turtleflakes. We're on Twitter at turtleflakes. And um, and as always, you can check us out on iTunes. So, uh, so guys, the question we all want to know, uh, the question everybody uh, wants to know, what kind of pizza are we going to have to end out another or close out another totally tubular episode of Turtle Flakes? Uh, all right, so I got a confession to make. I have oh. never had a grilled pizza before. So I was thinking, Ooh. you know, since it's summer, you know, people are going to be firing up the grills. How about a uh, barbecue uh, barbecue chicken pizza, but I'll let you and uh, Rob choose, choose the toppings. Oh, man, barbecue and chicken pizza and... Ooh, I could go for something spicy. What about you, Jack? Uh, well, spicy food makes me sick, and I don't think chicken shit belongs on pizza. So, nah. <laughs> I'm good for whatever, man. I'm gonna add, I'm gonna add some green peppers and uh, sun-dried tomatoes on this one. 
Ooh, well, those sound okay. good. Yeah. Uh, sounds good. Yes, I actually second that. Sounds good. All right, these dudettes. Well, here's to hope you enjoy your chicken barbecue, a green pepper, and sun-dried tomato pizza on the grill. <laughs> Calabunga, dudes. Calabunga. Hey, man. Hey, man. How's it going? Uh, it's going. Ah, I hear you, buddy. I hear you. Sorry for my voice, man. I've, I've had the crud for like a week and a half. <laughs> oh, yeah? What's the crud? Oh, man. It's just... Allergy junk. I can't hardly talk, which stinks when you have a podcast, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. So, so, how have you been doing lately? Uh, just fun working a lot. So, just yeah, we had um, the last two weeks. Uh, we've had half of our team at work has been on vacation, and then last week the other half of our team was on vacation, and I don't go on vacation. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So I was the only one that was consistently there, and everyone's wondering what my problem is. It's like, there's nobody here. That's why. <laughs> I'm doing the job of like 30 people. Not enough help. <laughs> I mean, what were you expecting? I can't. I see. I can't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> I could have used the Adam's fan. I know. I know. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I, we, we just got moved in about uh, this time last week. Yeah. Your place looks great. Oh, really thank up. you, man. I appreciate it. We we uh, have. Uh, most of the stuff done. Um, the only room we're lacking is Grayson's room, but he never he never enjoyed his room anyway. He always always He's in two. Exactly, <laughs> he was always in the, the living room and the bedroom, so you know it's not a big deal. But uh, we're gonna try to get that done today, and then uh, tomorrow I just got uh, a, our spare bathroom to paint. And after that, everything's finally done. That's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it feels good, man. It feels good to be in the new home with internet access. With internet, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh man! Are we are we watching a cartoon today? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's um, I think it's uh, in season two. It's called Curse of the Evil Eye. Okay. Is that on? Let me see if that's on YouTube. Yeah, it is. I can send you the link. Oh yeah, thank you. Yeah, no problem. Uh, let's see. Yep. Okay, got it. Oh, okay, man. And, uh, yeah, I think we're back to the classic era. So, and dude, I prepped for this. I, I edited the rest of 75 last night and, and some of it this morning. And I've been, right. cough, I've been coughing my head off all night. I overslept my arm. Uh, so I was kind of scrambling. But I got everything prepped in, like, 20 minutes <laughs> for this episode. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's about 10 minutes more than usual. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Are you sure you want to record today? I mean, if you're sick, you want to wait for tomorrow? Uh, honestly, Josh, I don't know if it'll be any better tomorrow. Okay. I, I've sounded like this for about a week. But I am going to the doctor's at uh, 10 o'clock, so. Okay. <laughs> so, the, so that'll be good. Oh, man. It's all the cigarettes. Yeah, nah, I knew it. I yeah. knew you'd get it. <laughs> well, if you want me to take over, let me know. Yeah, uh, just Absolutely. Rob, Rob fell down. I'm mean, you're, you're with Josh now. <laughs> Ah, you carry the show anyway. You got this. <laughs> yeah, he defected to uh, Turtle Soup. <laughs> hey, what's up? Hey, buddy. How's it going? I'm doing good. Oh, good, good. Well, hey, man, I, I, I've already apologized to Josh. My uh, my voice is, is shot. I've had I've had allergies all week, so, man, so I'm going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time for the, my froggy my froggy throat, man. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> yes. We've heard it all before. We don't believe it now. We didn't believe it then. Yeah, it's, it's all fake. 
It's all the cigarettes, you know how it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <coughs> well, that is, man. Um, I think we are back to the classic era of the Turtles. So, mm-hmm. so we will uh, uh, go ahead and uh, start there. But, yeah, as far as, if I got everything correct, um, we can talk about uh, pickups, this day in Ninja Turtle history. Oh, and I, I didn't get to tell you guys, um, I got my... Um, Remember, I can't remember what episode it was. We were talking about the Burger King Kids Club bicycle kit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I got yeah. it. I got it. Uh, and I got some stuff that's uh, still in the packaging, <laughs> so I'm going to open it here a little bit. Oh, no kidding. Okay. Yeah, so I was thinking like, we could talk about that for the Radical Relic segment. Then, then you have it. a live unboxing that you're going to do, and you're not on camera. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I'm going to get today. I am going to get a webcam. So, for like, right. the first time ever in podcasting history for me so um so after that i was thinking uh thaddeus you could do your channel six news uh we'll do okay our, we'll do our toy review so that josh yep. you got that cover my man and yep, got it right yep. and then awesome sure. I, i'm excited about it. i'm kind of surprised we we've never reviewed that one i know we've i don't think anyone on the show has reviewed like any any of the toys from the 88 line from the from the like the first series yeah i, I don't think so yeah so that, that'll be great um, well, I'm moving for that. I've got them all. So. You lucky dog. You lucky dog. <laughs> well, I don't got them all. I've got all the basics. I don't have, I don't have too many variants. So. <coughs> well, you know, I was hanging up uh, some of my, my um, classic turtles, uh, the, the box ones. I don't have any of the boxed original line. I thought I did. Well, was April in the original line? Yes. Oh, yeah, she was. it was. Yeah, it was April. The four turtles: Splinter, April, Bebop, Rocksteady, Shredder, and a Foot Soldier. That was the original ten figures. Oh, uh, okay. Well, then, then I do have April. Yeah, she she was actually one of the figures um, I actually held on to ever since I was a kid. But uh, yeah. <laughs> but all the others I got to collect, man. Now they yeah, got a house. To... That's the next thing in line. Yeah. You know, the big expenditure is done. So exactly. you get to night y'all reckless for a bit. Yeah. yeah. You inspired me, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Krista. Yeah. I'm sorry, Krista. <laughs> uh, and then uh, after Your that. Your wife and my wife are going to start a support group for each other. They're going to do a <laughs> podcast about us and how ridiculous we are. <clears throat> it's uh, 7.53 as we're recording this, so um, I do have a doctor's appointment at 10. So it's okay if like we're done by 9.45-ish, you know, 9.30, 9.45. Which would be yeah. eight forty-five your time, John? Yeah. Okay. okay. Sounds good, man. If we have to, we, I mean, if we have to, we can always cut the cartoon too. So, I mean, we all read the comic. That takes more effort than watching a cartoon. True, true. But then they miss out on our playful quips. <laughs> they don't really. I don't think they tune in for. I don't know what they tune in for, but I don't think it's a quips. So <laughs> uh, probably not. Well, that that is. That's what sold you, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. I know, um, I know uh, Jay, Jay Weezy actually messaged me and wanted to make sure that we're still on for 7.45, so you may want to uh, oh, message okay. him. Let's add him to the call. I actually forgot about Jay Weezy. What kind of, what kind of person am I? See, people Normal. <laughs> See, Josh Witt. There we go. Hey, Thaddeus, have you ever seen the movie Silver Bullet? No, I don't think I have. Okay, I don't... That, I think it's hilarious because like there's this movie called Silver Bullet about this dude who becomes a werewolf and he's like a town preacher mm-hmm. and the actor that plays the werewolf looks exactly like you so sometimes you really scare me I'm sorry ah! <laughs> I mean, and I do not mean that in a negative that like, is the highest compliment like <laughs> yeah 
Let's see. So let me add. There's, it, you would love it. Like, there's a scene where this werewolf kills a dude with a baseball bat. Like, for some reason, <laughs> the werewolf picks up a bat. Just instead of eating him, he beats him to death with a baseball bat. It's awesome. He's like a gangster wolf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and on the bat, it actually is carved in there. It says Peacemaker on it. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> Guys, hey, thank y'all so much. I had a really, really good time. It's good to be back. Sorry for my voice, but uh, I'm fixing to go to the doctors here in a minute, so hopefully they can maybe give me some good drugs. Oh, yeah. The hard stuff. <laughs> Say what, buddy? I said I said that part of Turtle Fix would be edited out because yeah. it's a drug. <laughs> yeah, well, what I'll do is I'll, I'll put that at the intro of the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm just messing with you. I, I do hope that you feel better, though. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate it. I've, it's I, I honestly I feel okay. I just sound terrible, and I've sounded this way for like a week and a half, and I just can't seem to shake it. That's not right. specific to this episode, Rob. No, oh! <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, man. Hey, but uh, you, you guys get to poke fun at me now because now I'm I'm officially the big three O now. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! Congratulations! Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, happy hey. birthday, man! Oh. Oh. I, I should have that on the show. Before. 29 is never coming back. I kind of did the same thing where I woke up and I was like, "Huh, being 30 doesn't feel so bad. I don't, I don't feel any different." And uh, I'm the same way. But uh, but yeah, I've I've been doing. And I actually, uh, I don't think I told, I don't think I told you this, Rob. I'm actually an uncle now. Oh, congratulations, man! My uh, my my brother um got got married here, and they had a uh, they had a baby boy this year and his name is uh bennett he's about two months old and uh man he looks just like my brother's got a full head of hair and it's so funny <laughs> because, uh, my mom my mom's the one that babysits him whenever my, my brother travels and everything and uh it was so funny because uh she couldn't get him to go to, to take his nap and she's like she's like man I, I you know i tried feeding him i tried laying him down and uh, she went to go get him a bath, and as soon as she took him out of the bath, his eyes started rolling back, and he was just out like a wild. <laughs> and she showed me a video of it, but he, he's been doing good. He's a, he's a handful. So. <laughs> well, now you get to be the cool uncle, man. Yeah, I get to be the. It was so funny because my brother my brother laid him down in in my room to check out my room. He was kind of looking around at all the turtle toys and kind of smiling. <laughs> And my brother goes, yeah. When, whenever Thaddeus get, gets old, gets old and retired, you get to have all of his turtle toys. And I was like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Mike. Yeah. Trying to like subtly hint around to that. I was like, no, you're not. You're not getting. I'm getting a coffin made out of these toys. It's, it's not. <laughs> I'm gonna have them all melted down. And they're gonna make my casket out of that. Oh, that's be beautiful, man. That's actually not a bad idea. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, for me. Uh, like when I set up my game room uh, for the first time here at the house, Grayson, he, when he first came in, he looked around and he was like, oh my god. Like he, I could just see his eyes darting around all the stuff on the walls and, and all my loose figures. And I'm thinking, oh man, I'm going to be spending the next 20 years <laughs> uh, picking up figures off the floor, putting them back up on the shelf. But that's what it's all about, man. Rob, I'll let you know, um, if, if you're looking to get into uh, Usagi Ojimbo, they actually have this um, book on Amazon. It's called The Art of uh, Usagi Ojimbo. And it's oh, okay. basically a book of, like, a bunch of, like, sketches. Not not just by, like, Stan Sakai, but, like, a bunch of, like, other people that worked on it. 
And I want to nice. say you can get it like brand new for about like 20 bucks. Oh, nice. That's not, that's not bad. Well, I, I, I just got paid yesterday. Once I pay off the bills, I may have to pick up a couple things. Yeah, it, it's sort of it's sort of kind of like the, like the IDW like uh like the 100 book that came out, which was like a hundred different covers. Uh, but yeah. this one kind of like a hundred different like Usagi covers. But it kind of like gives like a bio about like each of the artists like with like each cover and everything but yeah you should check it out if you get a chance and they also have some uh usagi ojimbo uh, uh role-playing games like like pen and paper role-playing games that oh, i wow. found I think there's like three of them and if you if you check ebay you should be able to find them for like i think like 15 bucks so uh if i ever get my hands on one of them maybe i could like do a review on it on the show yeah, sounds good, man. Sounds good. And, dude, thank you so much for coming on, too, man. It, 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 you fit in perfectly, my friend. And uh, we'll definitely have you on again soon, my man. Yep. Oh, yeah, Thanks absolutely. I really appreciate y'all uh, having me on again. Uh, like I said, I'm never really busy, so anytime you want me on, just uh, hit me up. Yeah, yeah, and we appreciate you, too, man, and all you do for us, man. We couldn't do it without you. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. All right, guys. Well, I gotta get going, but uh, hey, I really enjoyed it, and uh, and posers, I'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, man. Feel better. How right. enjoy Thanks, guys. Uh, you uh, chicken pizza. <laughs> Sounds good, man. All right, see y'all. Uh-huh.